Welcome to episode 20 of Tech Over Tea. I'm, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today's guest is a fellow Linux content creator who right now is mainly focusing on doing Go programming stuff. I actually don't have, think I've seen you do a Linux video in quite a while. Um, and also, you're a bit of a gamer streamer, mainly a Chrono Trigger streamer for what I'm seeing right now, and also an ex-web developer. Welcome to the show, Donald. How y'all doing? Glad to have y'all on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing as good as I can be, considering all the fucking bullshit going on. <laughs> There's lots of stuff I could talk about for what's going on in America right now, but oh, there you go. <laughs> we're not going to get too far into it, but there's some, uh, there's definitely some stuff about it I do want to talk about. Sure. But before we get into that, let's, uh, let's actually talk about tech for a little bit because, you know, it's supposed to be a tech podcast, but I don't really, Ew, gross. don't really hit that part that often. <laughs> So, I don't even know where to start, really. Um, how did you get yourself into Linux, I guess? Uh, so, while I was in college, I was advised by someone I was on a team with at one point that I should try it. Mm -hmm. So, I went to Best Buy, bought a shit $200 laptop, put Ubuntu on it, and I was like, holy shit, this runs better than my $1,000 Windows laptop. Do you remember what version <laughs> and, uh, of Ubuntu it would have been at the time? 16.04. Okay, I just wanted you to age yourself a little bit. <laughs> it, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Yeah, I, um, I didn't go to college right out of high school. Yeah. I didn't go to college until I was like 24. 20, yeah, 24. Probably for the best, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, the only good thing I got out of college was my wife. The actual, like, education I got out of college was fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty that I could say about uh, my time at uni as well. It's definitely not going to be any better than when you were there. I, yeah, I, I, did, I didn't know what the difference there might be in your country compared to mine, but... Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, the only, I think the only useful class I took that entire time was probably the software engineering one. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the electives I took, which was digital image processing. Not that I used it, it was just interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's how I feel about... Um, I did a iOS development course last year. I have no interest in going and doing iOS development, but it was certainly interesting. Specifically, like, mm -hmm. seeing the weird way that Apple sets up their bizarre library. Have you ever looked at the, like, Apple Swift libraries? I have not. The only, the only mobile thing I've ever messed around with was the Android native stuff, and I don't like Java. <laughs> you can blame college for that. Everything in Swift, like, if you want to get any variables, everything is done with reflection. You don't, like, mm -hmm. say, I want this variable. You call a method saying, okay, I want the variable named this thing. It, like, as a string, and then it will go and find it for you. And then you don't know what the return type's going to be, so you have to kind of, like, handle the return types as well. It's a bizarre language. What the fuck? That's so weird. <laughs> but it, it's got a bunch of other weird apple -y things about it that's just like... I get why people like it, but not coming from working with Objective-C and all of the other Apple ecosystem, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess to work with, and I never want to be involved in that. Yeah, the only time I ever sort of contributed to a, a mobile project was towards the end of before I actually quit. Uh, we had to 
crank out a mobile app in like two weeks or <laughs> well, we were going to have to integrate with this shit legacy system so my boss had me do a few things but he basically did the whole thing in uh, a flutter okay that's not as bad as expecting could have been like hey make this uh, native android app in two weeks do it in java <laughs> yeah like, no I, I guess Kotlin I, I, would I, be a bit easier but not java definitely not yeah, I think he he tried a prototype in Kotlin, mm-hmm. and then he prototyped it in Flutter. He liked it in Flutter much better. Yeah, I haven't done Flutter myself. I've heard pretty good things about it though. Uh, it was all it was all right. Is I it? had no problem with it. It's it's like only slightly less verbose than like Java and Kotlin is. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the reason why I don't really like object oriented playing, which is because it's like I just I just want to write. The small little program. Why the fuck is it this big? <laughs> yeah, if you want to find people who really don't like OO, obviously you can go talk to people who are like, see your death. Those are like, there's those people as well, but go talk to game developers and they'll tell you how much they hate OO. Specifically yeah. because of garbage collection. Garbage collection is the worst thing ever designed for game development. Why is that? Uh, basically, the you don't... The garbage collector is going to try to obviously clean up the memory, and that's going to be just wasted CPU cycles that you don't need. So that those should probably be used for something you know more productive because it's a game, and you've got mm. like the physics engine and all this other stuff that you really like have to be very tight on the um, the performance of the actual application. Mm-hmm. So letting the garbage collector just do its own thing is a bad idea. So. You'll see people do things like you might have a particle system where if you would do that as like a, an object-oriented method, you would have like, this is a particle. It has this variable, this variable, this variable. And then you have like a list of the particles. The way you do a particle system in a game is you would have, this is the array of X points and this is the array of Y points and this is the array of whatever it is. And you would just mm-hmm. go over the array and then never deallocate the array until you get to like a load screen or something. And that's mm, just that way easier. Sense. Yeah. Actually, uh, I guess we can go ahead and kind of start talking about the, the Go thing anyway. Yeah. But part of the reason why I actually really liked Go is it slowly helped to un unindoctrinate me the way college did to doing literally everything in OO. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I just kind of started messing around with it one day. And uh, I think I watched... Some some of your uh, some of the people that are in your Discord would post like YouTube videos to people who primarily do stuff in like C. Yeah, I think. yeah I've seen a couple of those. And it was just kind of like from watching that, I was like, you know what? That is a much simpler way of doing this shit. So I uh, I haven't I, God I haven't touched a no language since I left work. Is what is Go? Is Go a functional language? I haven't actually looked at it. Uh, it's uh the syntax is I guess it's better way to describe it it's more c like okay yeah there is no there are no classes in go mm-hmm. you have structs and you can attach behavior to the structs with receivers mm-hmm. okay and so you can kind of mimic oo but it's really clunky and it's not really you it's, it's like brute forcing it it's like it, you can do it but it's it, it, it's not made to do that really right okay I really should look into Go. I've heard really good things about it, especially when I did my... Um, I did a concurrent programming course, and they were like, Go is a great language for concurrent programming, and I, I yeah. never bothered to go and look at Go after that, but I really should. 
it's it's su- it's super easy uh, just because in uh, in Go, literally only thing you have to do to make a, like a function call run concurrently is you just stick the Go keyword. <laughs> That's really all you do. That's... And then uh, they don't. Uh, <clears throat> That you have like your standard like parallel and concurrency mm-hmm. mechanisms in there, like mutexes, uh, but you don't tend to use them very much if you do leverage Go routines very heavily because the way Go routines tend to work is they have another concurrency native type in there called channels. Right. And what you do is if you have Go routine A and Go routine B and they they want to communicate. Rather than like sharing something and like using mutexes to lock it, mm-hmm. you have both of them have a channel, and then like channel or go routine A will send go routine B data over the channel, right? And it'll read it, and then you know it'll do something with it. Then depending on how you have it set up, you'll either send data back or send it further down like a pipeline. Mm-hmm. So they they just pass data back and forth through channels. That this, sounds this, much this, neater than doing anything else like. Have you ever done threading in Java? I have not. Okay, because it's hell. <laughs> so I've heard. You have like a thread class and then you you have to call like a... You call the lock on the thread class and then you have to do another thing and another thing and another thing. And if you want multiple... Like there's a, a thread pull class that creates threads for you instead of just creating them yourself. It's very Java-y. Just everything is embedded mm-hmm. in classes and it's just... You get these massive chains of calls. Like, I want to, I want to call the thread pool. I want to create a thread. I want to start the thread, and I want the thread to end at this point. And it's just one long chain of nonsense. But Go sounds much easier. Is yeah, the Go the way it's designed incentivizes very flat project structures. Right. Uh, I don't even think I've even made a project yet that really warranted like even one level of subdirectories, except for the adaptation of some easing functions mm-hmm. to Dutch. Like, you know, you know what easing function is? Uh, I know of a couple of different meanings of the word easing. Be a bit more specific on that one. Uh, it's basically a, a mathematical equation that you uh, give it an input and it'll kind of modify how it changes over time. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you, if you've messed with CSS and you do like animations or mm-hmm. uh, not animations, transitions, you know, there's like an ease in and an ease out. Yeah, yeah. Those are easing functions. Right, they okay. change how it changes. Uh, there was like this website I found that just literally had like this huge list of all the easing functions, including like the mathematical equations for them. Mm-hmm. So I literally just took all of them and just put them in a go package <laughs> And the reason why I wanted to get those was I wanted to do some uh, interesting animations, if I could, with mm. FFmpeg filters. Uh, but doing complex uh, expressions in raw strings and FFmpeg filters is uh, cancer, to say the least. So I have a sub package in that uh, easing functions package that specifically just spits out these awfully huge uh expressions that are meant to be stuck into ffmpeg filter arguments <laughs> i think it's still bugged there's like two or three that don't come out right but most of them actually come out right just don't use those ones then never bother fixing it just don't touch those settings but the, the fun ones they're like it's like the bouncing one <laughs> like it have text come in like boing. yeah i'm sure you're gonna use that so often i might depends on how memey i want to get on some of the videos yeah that's fair <laughs>
Uh, what else was I going to say? So, uh, and because I've gotten to like to use it a lot for my own projects, I was like, seems like a good start to do coding tutorials. Because mm-hmm. at some point, I actually want to build more like fully fleshed out actual like courses. Okay. Whether I sell them or whether I sell them or not, I'm not sure yet. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of like my bigger end goal right now. Well, if we go back to the, um, we'll get back to that in just a bit. But we go back to when okay. you're saying about the the project structure. I tend to mm-hmm. put things in subdirectories just because if I end up having a bunch of files, it I find it much easier just to find stuff. Like if I'm gonna have, I don't know, some util functions, I'll usually put those in like mm-hmm. a util folder just so it's easier to look through look uh, look for them just in case I have like 15 20 files it's easier mm-hmm. to know like oh they're going to be in this folder i don't really need to think about it as much then mm-hmm. even if it, you yeah. don't really need like a big structure i at least like having at least like one level there mm-hmm. um in in go the way i would probably do that is if i noticed i was writing a lot of like util like generic utility functions i would probably actually just put them in their own package okay and like put it in its own repo, and then when I need to use it, I just run, go get and pull it in. And use it. Right, but I mean, like, utilities that are specific to a project. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, more generic ones, yeah, that's cool, but if it's mm-hmm. something specific for whatever thing you're building right now, I'd usually find that easier to put into, like, a, a folder. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the uh, selling the, the courses... Honestly, like, I don't know how much I would need to know to feel comfortable wanting to sell a course because I see how many courses are already out there and how good some of those are. I don't think I would ever mm-hmm. get to the point where I would feel comfortable selling a course like that. Well, see, here's, so here's the thing, and I've kind of learned this from reading a few books that uh, Fluke recommended. Mm-hmm. Is um, <clears throat> what, what The only thing that really matters is you don't have to be the most knowledgeable about a subject to teach it. You just have to be one chapter ahead of whoever you're trying to teach. That's fair. That's that's the main yeah. And um, sure, there um, there are certainly courses, and there are going to be courses that are have like a higher production value than mine are. That's almost because they guarantee. Because I'm not a I'm not a cinematographic person. Mm. Uh, you ain't gonna get nothing like visually stimulating from me. Uh, get a sliding transition. The, the, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get a sliding text that goes "hello." That's, that's all you're gonna get from me. Uh, but the the thing that's gonna set me or you or whoever apart from the how many other people have made courses is the presentation style, sure. how we organize the information and present it. So, you know, somebody may watch uh, what some people I know like you know Brad Traversy or uh, uh, Arcade. How you say pronounce that? Arcade Mind or how you pronounce that mm-hmm. other YouTube channel. Um, because, you know, maybe they like the way they present, you know, Brad's very, uh, s- kind of slow and methodical, I guess is the way I would say it. Whereas a Cade mind goes into like a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. And then my, my style, I guess I would probably be like kind of an in between, but also I try to be a little goofy yeah. while I'm doing it sometimes. So you want yeah. people to have fun rather than just, this is the yeah. raw information that you're getting. Cause if you want the raw information, yeah. go read the book. Yeah, because that, that was the thing I'm, I'm trying to sort of incorporate more into my tutorials is I'm trying to be 
goofy while I'm doing it because if if not, I'm literally gonna be like the one hundredth person saying her. Okay, now we're gonna put in variable A. We're gonna put like it's the most fucking boring shit in the world. And no one's gonna want to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. It's basically just like an audiobook version of the textbook, pretty much. If you're just gonna yeah. read out like that. Yeah. I also try to. Uh, I also am a little more like animated mm-hmm. when I'm doing my stuff because uh, I actually asked for uh, some feedback about the very first one I did, the little mm-hmm. like go boot boot uh, crash course thing on a. The site called uh, Dev.2. I don't know if you've ever been there before. It's like a developer blog site. I think I've been there once or twice. Yeah. I, I posted it on there sometimes, and I said, hey, I want feedback on this. And some guy said, oh, I really like how animated you are, and they just gave me some feedback about changing the editor color scheme because it was too hard to see. Because mm-hmm. it kind of is, because it's literally a pie wall on there. Oh, you're using... <laughs> right, of course, you're using pie wall, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um... They said make the text bigger, make my camera smaller because it was too big, mm-hmm. and I I did all of those actually from everything moving forward. Yeah, I, for my color scheme, I just use um, <laughs> I just use the Visual Studio dark theme on literally every editor I use. <laughs> like I've used just, uh, I've used other themes before, but uh, as soon as I started using Visual Studio, it's like no, this is objectively the best color scheme. I don't care what what your opinion is. Yeah, I do like a. I think one of the things I I did too often whenever I still used like VS Code on my like old work laptop was that I would just sit there and piss around in the extension store going, "What themes are there? Ooh, what colors oh, can yeah. I change to?" <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. I've done the same thing before. My boss would be like, "Hey, how's that ticket going? Oh, it's going pretty good. Ooh, I like this color. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got I've got ten ticket tracking plugins now." <laughs> uh, i don't i i i hope i don't have to go back to a job but uh it's looking like that might have to be the case mm. and i've already prepared to i've already prepared for the fact that that might happen yeah because uh, i'd have i'd have to experience either a rather exponential amount of growth in the next few months or just crank out some course that everyone's like oh my fucking god you have to go buy this course right now <laughs> go piss off like uh what's his name um give me a second what's his name trend black that's it <laughs> go, go piss off trend black oh, make yeah. him make him make a worse in the tech industry on you oh no <laughs> How would, I, how would I do that? He's, he says he's a simple country boy, but I know he's plotting more behind that. <laughs> no, man, I'm actually from West Virginia. I, there ain't, ain't, much, ain't much complicated going on there, boy. I actually do like some of Trend's videos. Like, some of them... I, I, I'm sure you've probably seen the one that he did on uh, Josh. I did. Yeah, that one, not the best, but... Yeah. I, he definitely did make some good points, uh, especially he did. Especially if you're looking at some of Josh's current stuff, where he's, mm-hmm. I where he was. Oh god, I do like Josh's content, but for a while he was milking the uh, "my family hates me" thing. Like I, I get that you want to talk about it, but it was the only thing he was putting on his channel for a while. Kinda. Well, I mean, sure, he probably is milking it to some extent, and I'm sure he even acknowledges that. But at the same time, the part of the reason why he kept making it is because it kept doing so good. Yeah. 
Yeah, sure. Is what he said. Like, like people all of a sudden were like, "Bro, talk more about all the fucked up shit happening with your family." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess what you want. Here you go." Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know who we're talking about, uh, there's a channel by the name of Joshua Fluke. He does mainly his uh, bread and butter is uh, here are dev jobs that are terrible. I'm gonna tell you how terrible they are and look at terrible corporate culture. That's like his main bread and butter. And then for a while, uh, his uh, family basically disowned him. And then I think for maybe a week or so, that was the only content he was putting out. And obviously, yeah, as you're saying, it was doing well. But I can see why some people would be getting bothered by it. Oh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I, I don't see why people would get bothered by it. It's like, it's, it's his family. Yeah. The fuck do you care whether he's doing it or what the hell ever? I mean, at the same time, I, I I really liked the ones where he talked about like the really cringy, uber religious shit they did. Oh yeah, Whoa, that was good. Dude. <laughs> I was like, this is creepy, man. I don't know. I the th- I don't actually care that much. It's just I don't know. Like in the end, if if it really bothered me that much, I'd just stop watching his content and then. I kind of did for a week, and now he's back to what he was doing before, so I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's in a much better mood now. I talk to him sometimes, because actually before I started doing YouTube, uh, I actually had him, I actually did a consultation with him to get me kind of bootstrapped. Yeah, you seem like you had it uh, a bit more together than when I first started my content creation. (laughs) Like, my early stuff was... Terrible to put, to put it lightly. Absolutely yeah, one day terrible. I did actually I did actually go I did actually go back and watch some of your like super old videos one day because you were like you were like doing them in like a like a workshop or something. It was a shed. A shed, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, and if I moved my camera slightly to the left, you would see a bong. <laughs> Bro, I wish that shit was legal here. I will tell you what, it's not legal here. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> but I did not. Do any of the marijuana police. There you go. Yeah. It was it was just there. Yeah. I had housemates. It was theirs. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Which is not I a lie a, anyway. It was theirs. There was um there was a friend of mine from where I'm back home and one of the times we went when we went to an anime convention, he brought edibles. That's the only time I've ever actually like induced a substance. And holy shit, I got fucked up off it. This, wait, I'm sorry, wait, wait, I'm sorry, edibles was your first experience? Yes. That's a bad idea. Very bad I, idea. It, well, it, actually, it was a very interesting experience because literally all I did it was lay on the bed and laugh for two hours straight. Okay, I was going to say, did you do it? I was about to ask, did you do it and then go to the con or was it after you were at the con? Mm-hmm. We, we were in the hotel room. Okay. And I ate like, I ate like a quarter of a cookie or something and mm-hmm. I, I literally all i did was lay on one of their beds and i uncontrollably laughed for two hours mm-hmm. and like it was funny for the first hour and then my face started to hurt really bad <laughs> and i was like i want this to stop now yeah that's a very uh very familiar experience <laughs> that a friend has told me police don't yeah actually don't <laughs> the, the thing is the uh the police here don't actually care too much unless you've got most, like most... sorry most, most, of the, most of the cops I've ever run into don't give two shits either, as long as you're not like trying to sell the shit. Well, yeah, there was a um, a grow operation about half an hour away from where I live, uh, and I think mm-hmm. let me find out how much they had. I think it, 
I'm going to say it's something like 200 plants. Uh, South Australia. Uh, I think I've shown this on the show before. Um, oh, sorry. No, I was, I was very wrong. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't... Um, it wasn't a uh, hundred plants. Where'd my Discord go? Uh, don't play that. I don't want that to. Too low or too high? Oh, oh, you know. Oh, you know. Holy shit! Like <laughs> a bit low. <laughs> <laughs> a bit low. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, this happened when start of this year. Five thousand. 5,000 plant drug bust in uh, Virginia, so that's, yeah, about half an hour, 40 minutes away from where I live. So, that's good. <laughs> so much blood gone. <laughs> and then the uh, the one comment on this post, weed is not a drug, it tastes good on chicken and can make fantastic non-psychoactive smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> sure, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't even think this shit should be illegal either, but... Do whatever you want, I don't care. If, if, if fucking alcohol and cigarettes are legal, then fucking weed should be legal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's that's pretty much where I stand on it. Well, you guys if, even have uh, a, a weirder situation where you guys can't even drink and then you can join the army. Oh, can you not do that down there? No, well, no. 18 is our drinking age. And 18 is the age oh, you join the right, army. right, right. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever heard... The, I forget the, the last time that the the... Uh, Surgeon General, or whatever that fucking title is here, mm-hmm. said, like, why he would never take, as long as he's there, why he would never take weed off the thing. He was like, if you use too much of it, it's bad for you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, homie, I don't know if you know this, but if you put too much of anything in your body, it fucks you up. Yeah, mate, have you ever had there's a McDonald's? There's, there's, there's technically a thing called, uh, I forget what the term for it's called. There's, you can actually get poisoned from taking, t- from drinking too much water. Yeah. Well, you can it's drown like, if you were to drink too much of it. Well, I forget what the term. There's a little term for like hydro something Let's poisoning, where out. you just literally put too much water in your body. Your your blood's like no, that's too that's too much. Stop it. Water poisoning. Yeah. Here we go. Water intoxication, also known as water poisoning, hyperhydration, overhydration, or water toxemia. Huh. I didn't know about that. I guess we're fucking banning water now. Ugh. Yeah, never water. Cancel water. Cancel water. <laughs> let's make it. Let's let's speed the let's speed up the idiocracy movie. Let's only drink Gatorade. <laughs> no, G, everyone has to drink a uh, G fuel from now on. <laughs> only G fuel. G fuel. G fuel. Please sponsor this podcast. Hit me up, G fuel. I'll take a sponsorship. <laughs> Honestly, he, he I, needs I, his own flavor. I will shill anyone on the podcast. I don't care. <laughs> he needs Brody Blueberry. <laughs> or whatever flavor you like. Hmm. We need something that, like, flows really well. Um, and probably tastes ho- horrendous. I don't know. What's, something that starts with B that tastes terrible. Hmm. Um. I don't know. I don't Dude, think I was about to say beets. <laughs> beets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> beets. 
it's healthy for you too. The first G Fuel that's actually good for you. G Fuel beets flavored. No, I'd Helps rather you not. poop and everything. <laughs> I feel like enough G Fuel normally will help you do that. <laughs> it probably does. I don't. I don't know what's in G Fuel, but it can't be good. I have a I actually have a funny con story that relates to the you helping you poop thing. I know. So the first con we went to on the way back, which was about an hour, no, two and a half hour drive, mm-hmm. I drank an entire two liter of root beer. I know. On the car ride back. And by the time we were about ten minutes away from my house, I said, Holy shit, please go faster. I have to go to the bathroom. And when he pulled into the driveway by my mother's house, I literally ran out of the car with my shit still in there. And he brought and his his girlfriend brought it in here. And only thing she heard was holy shit, nothing coming out of solid. <laughs> and I got fucking memed on for like six months after that. <laughs> oh fucking, I, I would go to the bathroom like while I was like hanging out at his house, his girlfriend would be like, Is it solid? I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> Oh god! Thank God your podcast is not monetized. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, I make money on library, so. Oh, true. Fuck you. <laughs> I actually don't know how much I am making on library. Let's find out how much last episode made. So, tech over t. Is your oh, are you getting view tips on library? I actually don't know. Uh, I got like one. Okay. On one video. <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you a bunch of questions about libraries, since you uh, saw that in your topics anyway. Oh, yeah, right. Of course. Um, let's go to the Arius episode. 71 LBC, so... What's that? What's the current price at? Uh, 0.28 cents. So, I don't know, a couple dollars are made. Maybe. Maybe a dollar or two. I don't, I don't feel like doing the maths. Ew, math. <laughs> but then there's, like, the Crypto Hustler episode where I... I don't even know how well that did. I uh, only like 400. Okay. But a thousand views, which is ridiculous on library. Anyway, you said you had some questions about library. Yeah. So aside from me, just basically using it as, as I am right now, which was just another way of federating the videos somewhere. Yeah. I didn't know if you did anything specifically on your channel to help it grow. Cause so I know you can like stake the currency to boost the chance that it gets seen. Yeah. Is that how that works? Basically, yes. Do you do that? Yes, I do. Do you? I, okay. I've got a lot staked in my content. Um, basically, um, basically, the more you stake on it, the higher you get up in the, the trending algorithm, pretty much. Mm, okay. Um, so my recommendation, well, what I did initially... I bought in, like, I bought a bunch of LBC back when it was really cheap. So I think I bought, like, $300 worth when it was, like, a seventh of a cent. It's way more expensive now. So, yeah, I've actually made quite a bit already. Um, I wish I'd put way more in it. Mm Because it's 5x since that point, which is pretty good. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. So, basically, every month I'll go and claim the tips from the previous month. And then just Mm. stake that in the, the content. And then, obviously... Obviously, doing that, you're not going to be able to sell it off and make some money off of that, but it will boost your content up more and more. And yeah, I imagine you'd have, you'd have to hit like a critical mass point where 
you're getting so much from views that you're willing to not actually restake all of it and just start to accumulate some of it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I think right now, anything above 50,000 is sort of being wasted on trending because up, after that point, you have to put in like 100, 200,000 to get higher on trending. So once you can stake at least 50,000 on whatever you're doing, then pretty much anything after that, sort of do whatever you want with it. Is that because at that point you're basically competing with whales? Pretty much, yes. Anything after that point and you're competing with the people who have like a million LBC to spare on something. Like I've seen okay. Crypto Hustler's wallet before. He has, like he would just have 500,000 just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Which video do I want to boost off to the top? <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing you can do. If you like actually talk to people who actually are whales or even not a whale, just someone who has just some to spare... You can then get them mm -hmm. to boost up your content. And that's typically what I've been doing. Um, mm. okay. I've been boosting up your content, uh, Arius's content, and also... Um, what's his name? Bonehead Medias. He makes a, mm -hmm. a podcast about trucking, and it's fun. You don't, you don't boost the, our, 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 our Uniboomer? He's got, a, <laughs> he's got plenty of his own. He can do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... what. Ten, okay, what is his place on library? It's going to be something stupid right now, I reckon. I know his initial goal was to beat Lunduk, and that never happened. Because mm -hmm. um, Lunduk... Even though Lunduk is kind of like slowing down in his growth, somehow he always mm -hmm. just keeps going up. I think it's just the fact that he's high on the list. So, mm -hmm. uh, where is where is Luke? Luke is at 28th place. With 14,668 subscribers. Jesus. Where are you at on there? I am. I am at... 42nd at 11,518. And the podcast channel is at... Where is the podcast? 66th. Nice. Yeah. That's I think to get on the top 200 right now, it's 2,000. If I remember correctly, something like that. No, I'm not, I'm not that far away. Yeah, yeah. Mine has like 790 something. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how many are below the 200 point because the list only goes up to the top 200. Um, but I imagine <laughs> there's probably like a, a lot in there as well. I'm sure. So, yeah, was there anything else about library you weren't sure about? Or is it just the staking um... stuff? I think it was probably just a staking stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you. I don't know if you saw this because I don't think you were following me on Twitter. I didn't know if I you wasn't. saw how I kind of <laughs> bullied myself into getting my my channel synced. Oh, okay. So, you know how the the YouTube partnership program requirements are—you have to have recent content and at least a hundred subscribers. Yes. So, it let me sign up before I actually had a hundred subs. Mm -hmm. And it just it, it would just it would just sit in queue the whole time, which I figured because I was like, well, I don't qualify. Even though I figured if you didn't qualify, I wouldn't let you do it in the first fucking place. Uh, so eventually, when I did actually get just eek, just eek over a hundred, mm -hmm. I <clears throat> added them on Twitter and said, you know, hey, I've fulfilled the conditions now. Can you can we get this get this ball rolling now? Uh, and they said, yeah, just this email. I said, blah 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 blah. Right. So I sent them an email. And I got an email back about, I think, the day after, and they said, uh, we reviewed your 
your account and you don't qualify. And I was like, what? And they listed the reasons. And one of them said, one, you don't have a hundred subs. And I was like, okay, that can let slide. Cause sometimes YouTube's subscriber count thing ain't the most accurate. And two, you don't have recent content. And I went, uh, fucking excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, I, I replied to that email mm-hmm. with basically what I just told you. Sure. And I even sent like a screenshot of my fucking creator <laughs> dashboard going, I have 103 subs. <laughs> and I didn't get an answer back for a day. So I, I screenshotted the, the email they sent me and I added them on Twitter going, nice customer service you got here, boys. Yep. This is exactly <laughs> and, uh, what I do. And they were like, they said, oh, uh, you know, email us again. We'll get it figured out. And I don't know who it was. Someone else emailed me back and saying, "Hey, we bumped your thing up." And I looked on my status, and they had like hard set my subscriber count like nine 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 to get it queued up to get going. I was like, "Okay, what the fuck ever." As long as it gets synced, I don't give a shit. That's great. Yeah, I, yeah, I do the same thing I, myself. Um. So that's how I strong arm them to be like, "Let me get on my fucking platform." I love that they're so small that they will listen to people strong arming, strong arming them like that. Yeah, the only thing they said was like, "Oh, your 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 count's slow, so it'll probably take longer to queue." I was like, "I don't care." Just do it. Yeah, I, um, there was a while where view tip stopped working, and I I talked I tried to talk to Tom about it. He's like their main tech lead. Wasn't getting response from them. I tried to talk mm-hmm. to people in the Discord. Crypto Hustle was trying to get in contact with them. He, like, has a direct line to the team because he's, like, I don't know, fourth, fifth place, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. So he, like, frequently talks with the team. No response. And then I go and post about it on Twitter. And I say, <laughs> library is just falling apart right now. Syncing isn't working. <laughs> view tips are not working. And then instantly I get a response from, uh, from Julie, Dringo, and... Tom and they're all just like, "What are you saying?" It's like, "Fix your stuff, or I'm going to do this again." <laughs> and I only have like 200 subscribers or, or 200 followers on Twitter. If someone like, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's just uh, EV blog. He's one of the big channels on Library right now. He's got I think mm-hmm. 20,000 Twitter followers and I think a couple hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. If he was just like, "Hey, can I get this thing fixed now?" And they were pretending like, oh, well, we didn't know about it because it broke overnight. It'd been three days since it broke. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long your nights are, but they're not three days long. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just bully them into getting stuff done because that's what they need. There's too many people who are too nice to library and just, like, let stuff slide because they're a small project. But you got to be on their backs about getting stuff done. Yeah, I mean, that's like... If if you want something to, whether it's that we're talking about a thing or a person, being too nice to them is not productive. You have to point out and call call them out when they're fucking up, so they can do better. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Obviously, there's there's an extent. Don't like just be mean to someone for the sake of being mean to them. But if it's if you're trying to get something productive done, you can't just sit back and wait for them to hurry up and do it. Oh yeah, if if you if you're doing the first thing, like you're not being a friend, then you're being an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had uh I had more friends that told me how shit my content was early on cuz it wasn't good. 
It was very bad. I, I, I didn't get anybody to tell me my content was shit at the start. Hell, that very first video I uploaded, I had a few people that I knew on Discord. I had them come watch the premiere, and I literally said, come watch this train wreck. <laughs> That's what I said. I was so and proud of that bad. <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of my early content. And looking back on it now, I'm like, why did I upload that? What was I thinking? <laughs> I, I don't know if you have this 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 circumstance, but funny enough, the best video, the, the video that I have that's done the best was the second video I uploaded, mm-hmm. which was the thing about how to set up Spotify D and Spotify T. Right? Ah, yes. It has like four times as many views as literally anything else I've ever done is. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think my top video, it makes sense what it is. Um, I'll just bring it up. Now, I think... Is it the window swallowing? No, it was a video on Vim. It was... Which video on Vim? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, (laughs) Vim, I was wrong. It's actually a good code editor. It's got 22,000 views, and it's terrible. Yeah. My second second video is my uh, video when I switched over to VimWiki, which... That mm. makes sense. That wasn't that bad. And then my third is Alacrity and then BSPWM. I think the second one that did the best is the one where I showed off the automated video editing script. Ah, but yeah. the main reason but the main reason it did so well was because it got it got a bunch of upvotes on subreddit. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well the only reason like- it was it was not going. It was a, it was a video editing subreddit, and they have like this thing where they they normally have a rule where it says you can't promote yourself or you get into the band, but ah. they have this like ex, 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 uh, uh, ex, uh, t- uh, like on Tuesday they have like this thing called Tutorial Tuesday where you're kind of ah. allowed to do it as long as it's actual tutorial. I was like, oh, let me show you how to automate your video editing. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. I've seen so. I've seen a lot of subs having to do stuff like that, especially the Linux ones. Not tutorial Tuesdays or anything like that, but they'll have to put all of their wallpaper threads in like in one thread, because otherwise it's just nothing but pictures of here's my desktop. Look at this wallpaper. <laughs> Look at my rice, guys. Mm. Like the, if you want to see it be really bad, go to the Ubuntu subreddit. It's constantly. Look at this wallpaper I have. Look at my desktop. Like stop, just stop it. <laughs> It's like the boomer version of rising. <laughs> Ubuntu rising is amusing because they'll usually like it's cool if you're running something like KDE, but it'll usually be something like here's here's GNOME and I've like added a plugin and I've changed my wallpaper and that's all they have. I use GNOME Twigger to change the icon theme. Wow! <laughs> Look at this. I I have a, a macOS theme that I just downloaded off the internet. Wow. <laughs> There's only, like, a couple of posts I even care about from subs like Unix Porn. With my uh, my RSS feed, I basically filter everything out that doesn't have the OC tag. The OC tag is for, like, original, like, basically whenever they upload, like, here's a some sort of rising script or something. Occasionally <clears throat> there's something useful in there. Like, that's where I found my lock screen, for example. But 99% of that sub is garbage. And it's just a waste of time. It's like... I want to farm some some Reddit karma. I'm going to show you what my desktop looks like. Yeah. 
Bro, you're just, you want to know how when I first made my Reddit account, how I farmed the shit out of, out of Karma mm. was I would just post fucking videos of my damn cats. That's actually a good good way to do it. Because uh, I'm sure you've never seen them. Uh, are not the one that you've maybe occasionally seen in the mm-hmm. videos, but there's another cat out here that's a, a main coon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very excitable. <laughs> and if I mention anything about food or snacks, she literally loses her shit and... We have a our, our our oven has like a little bar that you use to pull the, the front of it down. Yeah, yeah. She'll literally grab onto it and pull herself up on it. <laughs> and and the joke I make is my cat can do better pull ups than me. Oh yeah, instant karma there. That's that's how you do yeah. it. I forget. Uh, I've missed out on it, bro, so hard. Uh, my wife would posted a video of it once in a, a streamer's Discord that mm-hmm. she's a mod in, and somebody was like, "Hey." Can I post this on Reddit? And I didn't even have a Reddit account then. I was like, I don't fucking care. Go ahead. And that fucking thing got like 6,000 love votes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I need my internet points. <laughs> yeah. I would have just wanted to leverage it to build like a fucking cat TikTok and do affiliate marketing or something. <laughs> I'm surprised that the TikTok people aren't actually doing that. I don't know. Like, it seems like most of them are like, Here's my my funny joke, and they don't do anything with it. Like some of those videos get hundreds of thousands of views with like five minutes of effort. Put an Amazon affiliate link or something in there. Someone will click it. There are really big <clears throat> pet TikTok accounts. I saw them whenever I was poking around before. Mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, one of them is just like a one that just uploads like I think they have a bunch of Maine Coons, mm-hmm. and they just upload a bunch of like kind of like. Uh, slideshow-esque really nice objectively really nice pictures of those cats and those things get like hundred thousand couple hundred thousand i think i saw one that had like a million views on it i was like <laughs> didn't see any affiliate links i was like please give me the money that you're throwing away if anyone who doesn't know what a main coon looks like i've got it up on the screen right now i don't know cat- big ass cats. yeah i don't know cat breeds so i'd i'd no idea what the cat looked like but yeah i've, I've seen these before <clears throat> yeah, they're Depending on what what mix they are, and if they're male or female, they are fucking huge. Also, they tend to act more like dogs. What do you mean? In that, so, so normally cats sort of are kind of isolated. Yeah. They kind of stick to themselves, and you know, you know, they'll, they'll come around when they want attention and stuff. Yeah. But Maine Coon, especially this shit out here, like she'll she'll get like she'll get they'll get hyper attached to one human, mm-hmm. like how dogs normally form a bond with whoever they own and they'll just fall year round everywhere I, i'm surprised you can't hear her fucking swallowing right now i did have a cat that was like that um it was actually my housemate's cat but i was the only one who fed mm-hmm. it so it followed me around everywhere i feel bad for that cat it's probably it's probably dead now <laughs> hopefully not um yeah i don't know um i actually I've had cats most of my life, actually. I only recently got a dog, like, within the past maybe six or seven years. But I've had a cat since maybe I was, like, four or so. Yep, same. That, and that cat's still alive, so... Uh, I, we we had a dog when I was super young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I don't have no idea what breed it was or anything. I just know it was a big dog. I, I, my mother had pictures of when I was, like still pretty young like one or two years old i could ride on its back oh wow uh 
And the reason we they, that we eventually lost it was even though she was older, like 15 or 16 or something, she broke a solid steel chain and ran away. <laughs> that was okay, like, that's oh, no impressive. fucking clear where she went. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Much, uh, I guess, much happier way than the way that I lost my dog, who uh, died of heart disease. Yeah. She was only uh, six or so. Um, but she was like a little chihuahua cross papillion. They tend to have, like, lots of problems anyway. And she was the only one who survived of her litter. So su- it's surprising that she survived that long anyway. Oh. And now I've got a pit bull. And so, yeah, my housemate's got a pit bull, and she's adorable, and likes to try to eat things, because she's a pit bull. I, speaking of th- pets eating things, mm. I, one of the very first things I had to do when I started making the videos was I had to rearrange my office, because mm-hmm. uh, the way it was re- arranged before, and you can see this in like the first like two or three videos, is... My, I had a window literally right here, and it would bleed through to make everything I do like shit. Yeah. So I had to rearrange my office entirely. And the first day after I rearranged it, uh, one of them chewed through one of my monitor cords, and the other one jumped off a cat tower onto my desk, hit the monitor, knocked it on the floor. You can't then- <laughs> see it now, but um, if I just do that. There we go. I have a uh, a oh, blind I that I have to close because otherwise, <clears throat> I'll turn my light off. Okay, uh, there we go. That's without my my recording light on. It's still perfectly lit up because it's yeah, it looks pretty good. Daylight out there, but yeah, I, I just yeah. close that now so I can you know not look horrendous. Uh, I, I wanted to get a I wanted to get like a blackout blind but uh they would destroy it so i can't do that yeah that's fair. <laughs> i need to close this now entertain people for 10 seconds oh, your eyes. okay we're here soon y'all what we're gonna do is we're gonna get into the juicy bits of my rant and the juicy bits of my rants involve the stuff from when I was actually a software developer. Like how much fucking cancer software developer interviews are. Oh, yeah, that's actually something I had on the list as well. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the clap. Seriously, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna clip this part because I'm gonna fucking lose my shit on it. <laughs> so, um, what besides maybe just random shit that you've seen? What? Have you ever had any experience with like what type of stuff you typically get exposed to at a like developer interview? Uh, my one dev job was a um, a research assistant position, and they kind of just needed someone to do the work. So I and I was the only person who responded anyway. So for me, I my personal experience with actual dev job interviews has just been you have the job. Um, I've seen yeah. plenty of stuff online. I've seen some examples of insane coding tests where it's like, here's 12 hours of work and you probably won't get the job. Yeah. So oh, I never got one of wait. those. I, I just realized I had, um, <laughs> I had the, uh, the file viewer behind, oh, covering the OBS window. I was like, oh, oh 
crashed. I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, so I've, I've never had one of those interview things where they have you go literally make a whole fucking product. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a huge pet peeve about companies that basically just copy Fang and what they do. That is my hugest gripe. I I have been uh, what, I, what I would consider unfairly screwed out of opportunities before because they would go, hey, here's this code test. We want you to traverse this what, like reverse binary search tree or some other shit. And I'm like, okay, can I ask a question? Sure. Am I ever going to need to do this on the job? <laughs> I mean, you might. I, no, don't, don't fucking lie to me. No, I'm not. <laughs> And I, I I hate companies that base their code interview things on one of two things, if not both. One is the algorithms. Second one being vaguely written code that I, if I ever saw that in the code base and the guy still worked there, I'd punch them in the dick. <laughs> so algorithms, first off. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I'm, as I'm sure you may have already been well aware of at this point, uh, the extent you actually utilize like algorithms that you learn in like uni or something yeah. is extremely few and far in between. Unless you're working on a system like <gasps> stuff that maybe big fan companies have because they care, you know, a lot more about scaling. When you need that really, really, really fine-tuned efficiency from stuff like that, otherwise. I don't give a shit. Just get the shit working. That's what most of those people really need to work on. Or or get devs that don't aren't like super big on algorithms, but they have good business acumen. Ah, that's much better if you're mm. a small business. Because then they can actually help brainstorm ideas that you know generate additional revenue or help the business grow. Uh, but for some reason, and okay. Here's the thing, I'm sure you understand this, that makes a good developer is they tend to be very good at tackling problems that they are that are new to them. Sure, yeah. They're they able to adapt very easily. But for some fucking reason, when every single hiring manager or, de- or dev lead or whatever has to is confronted with the problem of, huh, we have to devise a, a, a vetting process to get new devs on our team, their brain just leaves their body and they're like, oh, I'll just copy what Amazon and Google do. Yeah. Yes. That's, 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 <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I don't have and anything then, to say to that. <laughs> just don't. And, and then the second one is, and actually you might see it in whatever video Fluke does for, because Fluke's doing a video about shit code interview mm-hmm. examples. And I sent him one. <laughs> it was um, it was a code snippet, and they said like, "You have to be. Can you tell us what this what this code's doing?" Right. And it was just this JavaScript function, and I'm going to describe it as best as I can. Function f argument a b. Every single variable and thing going on is really a one letter thing. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, and I'm and, and I actually refused to answer that question. I, I literally sent them an email and I was like, I got a question for y'all. Okay, are you having a problem with it? Maybe. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe we'll figure this out. I said, this snippet that you sent me, do you actually have code in your code base like this? Oh, no, we don't. Then why did you send it to me? Why did you show me this? I said, nobody writes code like this. 
if you have someone that writes code like this in your company, I don't want to work there. I would much rather slam my dick at a car door than work on a code base that looks like this. And they were like, well, it's part of it. was like the HR person said, fuck, fuck off. She knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, well, this is what they gave me. And I was like, well, they don't understand what they're looking for. Yeah, that's, said, that's said, the problem. The HR people are the ones. Uh, sorry. I was going to say, the, the problem like, is they are, uh, a lot of the time, the hiring process is done by the HR team rather than the development team. If they got the development team to do it, something productive might actually happen. But no, if you just yeah. say, here's the stuff. Give it to HR. HR doesn't know what to do with it. No. Of course they don't. They're HR. It's not their job to know what to do with it. Yeah. Anyway, yes, you were saying? Yeah, I cut you off. Um, I said, can you please ask your dev team why this is in there? Like, I, I'm actually curious. And she actually answered me back. She said, well, they said they want to see if you're able to uh, uh understand abstraction. abstraction i said this is not abstraction this is a fucking train wreck abstraction would be you show me like a bunch of classes and you know you do i understand like polymorphism or something i was like this is not abstraction this looks like code that a fucking five-year-old wrote here i put this code through an obfuscator tell me what it does like yes yes i was like this looks more like code that like would actually be that would come out from the the fucking compiler actually compiling the code. Oh, here's this uh, here's this Java job. Tell me what this machine code does. It's like, what am I here for? <clears throat> but to follow up on that, I try not to be someone who just complains about shit all the time. Sure. I like to try to offer uh, my opinion on how to make it better. And so that if any of you fucking asshole project leads or hiring managers are watching this later, um, you need to actually seriously evaluate what it is you need in your company right now. If you're scaling, maybe you do need someone who's good at algorithms. If you're just trying to grow and you need to get shit done, you should probably just have someone, you should probably just create a process that kind of mimics what you do, like a really small, minuscule version of it. And have them do that. Something that probably only takes like, what, two, three hours maybe, mm-hmm. if that. Using a tech stack so you can demonstrate that, one, they know how to actually use the tooling that you all use. And two, they understand at least some part of your system well enough that they can work in it. Mm-hmm. And then they can enter, you know, assimilate into the greater whole. That's If I was in a position, that's exactly what I would Yeah. But also then, hey, make sure that you don't post the terrible code online because we don't want people to know it's terrible code. Yep. I didn't know you were wearing a Go shirt. I only just noticed that now. Yep. Uh, Whenever um, I used to be in some Go uh, Discord server, Mm -hmm. and they'd have have a thing that would just, like, pull news from the actual Go website. Yeah. And I saw one of them. I was like, hey, we have a store with merch. I was like, okay. I went and checked it out. I was like... Hey, let's go that derpy-ass little gopher on. I'll buy it. It was like 15 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, this is what I've got on. <laughs> oh, you're, you're you're like me. You're a disgusting weeb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Part of the reason I do this is to piss people off. Um, I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I, I have the anime wallpaper and the anime shirts, and I specifically wear them, and I specifically use the podcast of the, the wallpapers in the videos to annoy people because I've had so many people be like, "Oh, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get subscribers if you're a weeb," or "Oh, 
just stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense from people who have never tried to do anything in their lives. And Ew, he's a wee but he doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> and just, yeah, pretty much just being, just annoying the people who have nothing better to do with their time because it's fun. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should. Uh, I need, Actually, that's a good experiment. I kind of want to see what color schemes you get from pile wall from using anime wallpaper. Good idea. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're doing. Like, I try to make them subtle enough where it's still a good looking wallpaper. Like, I don't just have big anime tits on my screen. Partially oh, yeah, because no, you got, YouTube like your doesn't wallpaper. like that. Um, I don't care what the people think, oh, but yeah. YouTube will demonetize it instantly. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. But it's still like good looking wallpapers. And there's just like an anime girl on there. Yeah. And they're like, no, he's one of them. Mm. <laughs> I've been getting a couple of people uh, calling me a neckbeard recently. And then some also, saw that. also there was someone who called me an incel the other day. That was fun. <laughs> it was like, you're an incel neckbeard. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, some people though. Is this humor on YouTube now? I'm confused. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. I think it's supposed to be, but I can't tell. This is a good sign, though, because if you keep getting those, eventually you can't actually do what Fluke did and just have the occasional video where you just look at and roast all the dumbass comments you get. Mm -hmm. Exactly, <laughs> it's content. Keep doing it. <laughs> I think I did... I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for somebody to make like to make make fun of like the fucking West Virginia accent I have. I'm waiting for it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. This man no sounds like he's white trash. Oh, well, excuse me. I I I came from white trash, but <laughs> I'm surprised no one's tried to make fun of my accent. But I kind of just clear it up a little bit for the video. It's tends to be much worse um, outside of it. Like I've grown up in the suburbs for a while, so most of my rural accents kind of disappeared. But when I'm not doing videos, it can tend to slip out quite a bit more. Is, is there like a I assume, I guess I assume there is. Is there like a country Australian accent and a non-country Australian accent? Yes. Okay, I figured. Yeah, it's, if the same thing would happen if, I guess if you would look at, say, like, um, I don't know, any of, any of you, like, really, I guess, what's the word I'm thinking of? Any of your really dense cities that have, like, a rural area, if you look at, like, the, they're, like, their city accent, it's like some really clear, poshy sort of accent. Then you go rural, and it's not even remotely similar. It's sort of like, <laughs> they sound like they're from a different country. Sort of like that, pretty much. I think, uh, I guess the other guy that I know that lives in Australia, he must be in the country too, because his accent sounds a lot like yours. Hmm. I don't know where he lives in Australia, I just know he lives in Australia. Like, you can get real poshy in some places. Like, there's some suburbs in Melbourne... Where they sound like they're from, like, the British royal family. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's like, can you stop? Just stop speaking to me. <laughs> I think you're in the wrong country, bud. But I want to I move rural because it's, it's so much nicer out there. Everything's slower. People are nicer. You just say hi to everyone. They'll say hi back. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I, that was probably one of the, the things I hated the most about whenever me and my wife were actually at college. Is I fucking hated living in a city. Because where I'm from, it's it's not a small, but it's still pretty small. Yeah. In fact, the only reason the town that I'm from even exists is because uh, there's like a four-star hotel there that's like kind of world famous within the United States. Uh-huh, yeah. 
Oh, what else we got here? Uh, oh, I was, I was going to say, uh, I live like five minutes away from my university, but um, this place I'm in is like up in the Adelaide Hills. So I'm far enough away from people that it's a nice area. Um, <laughs> but I'm still really close to everything. There's just like this little, I guess you can call it a little sanctuary in the middle of all the city. Where it's just like, all of you people can do all your whatever city things you want. And I'm just here in the hills and it's nice. Because I can go outside and I can see the ocean from my house. And I'm like hmm. an hour drive away from the ocean. Nice. That's that's kind of how our, where we live mm-hmm. is. It's in like in the, the sub, or I guess like the rural area outside of a bigger city. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we drive 15 minutes either way, we're in like downtown in either one of the, the bigger areas, but like we're in like a dead end cul-de-sac in between them. Yeah. And like, there's no, basically no foot traffic here. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same position cul-de-sac. It's nice. The only problem I have is behind my house, there's a school and it's not great. So while school's no. on, it's like, Rah, rah. It's like, oh, shut up. They're, they're like young kids as well, so it's not a high school. If it was a high school, it'd be okay. But no, it's yeah. it's not. Oh, if it was, no, if it was a high school, occasionally you'd hear a couple out back fucking behind your house. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fair. People did that at my <laughs> high school as well. They also cooked weed brownies in the home ec room. The, the junior high I went to, there was like a disability elevator mm-hmm. to the second floor. There was a I don't remember his name. There was a there was a couple that got caught fucking in a disability elevator. <laughs> I know that in the uh, disability toilets there was a uh, a list of people who were like who fucked in there, and the list of people wasn't even. So clearly, someone had been there a couple even... times. Oh no! <laughs> we had a couple three ways, maybe a five way. How many stalls are in here? <laughs> I don't know, maybe people went in there by themselves and then counted it. <laughs> uh, my school is one of those schools where they tried to, uh, I guess they tried to gentrify it. They rebuilt the school and gave it a new name. And like, it's no longer the, the old terrible school it was where people got into fights all the time and smoked weed all the time. And it's still the same school. You just changed the name and give it, gave it a different building. Oh, I just remember I forgot what I was about to tell you when you were talking about your, your anime shirt and stuff. Mm. The only the only anime shirt I'd almost want to wear that I have is like too edgy to wear oh, no. on camera because it's it's a shirt I got from a con a long time ago and it says uh uh hentai because cartoons can't say no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you just show the top part it'd be fine. No one would really get it. <laughs> it says Henty <laughs> Yeah, I've got some... I do have some shirts I do want to wear, but they're white shirts. And because of the lights, it's not great. I've tried to wear white shirts, and I've tried to get it better. It's not great. The the reason I always wear black shirts, it's just easier on the lighting. I guess you you get away with something like you have on, but anything lighter than that is just not happening. So, let's see. What else do we have on here? Um... Well, I guess going from the uh, the the dev topic, what actually got you into content creation? So, I can't explain that unless I explain why I left in the first place. Right. Which was, uh, so, 
I kind of managed to skip some of the shit you have to do to get a job out of college because I had already established a relationship with a company <laughs> that I worked at before I went to college. And they just basically rehired me as a dev out of college. Right. Uh, so I did that for the first, like, maybe a year that I was doing that. I I genuinely tried really hard to, like, get into... I guess that that like the career mindset of somebody who wants to like be a, like a lifelong like career dev, mm-hmm. and and noticed after a certain point I was like, uh, you know, I'm maybe I'm starting to feel a little less sure about this, and I um I did a number of things to try to sort of make myself feel like I wasn't just being like a shit dev, mm-hmm. like. I did a bunch of research on different languages, software architectures, just all, all kinds of shit. I would like spend my own time outside of work playing with tools to see if I could, we could apply them at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, uh, so I, but it still didn't do it for me. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm losing my drive to do this. It's not very interesting to me. So at a certain point, I thought, well, maybe it's just a job, which mm-hmm. is why casually looked for another job for a while and had my interesting job interview run in. Um, but uh, I, I thought maybe, okay, if I maybe it's the stuff I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I actually did contribute to a open source project. Um, uh, um, maybe have you heard of Mattermost? No. It's, like, it's, like, it's, an, open so- it's like an open source Slack alternative, basically. Oh. Oh, no, I do know what that is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll just bring it up on the screen in case anyone else hasn't heard of it. High trust so, um, messaging for the enterprise. This is cool. Yep. Oh, yeah. So um, I was looking, they had that on the way they have their GitHub issues is they have ones marked help wanted in case somebody wants to contribute to it. And I deliberately picked like a hard one. Mm-hmm. Because and it, it, what you had to do wasn't hard. The thing that made it hard was you had to reach across their entire tech stack to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was all shit I'd never touched before. Like, like you had to, uh, you had to do the changes on their backend server, which is written in Go, and I hadn't touched Go much by that point. Uh, I had to make some corresponding changes to the uh, React front end mm-hmm. and the React native front end, and then they had like another repository that's like shared between the two React front ends. I had to make changes on all of those. Jesus and. I, I, I did it. It wasn't that hard because it was like all it was was like updating the formatting of the response from like the slash me command or something. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it sounded like because a difficult they, task, but it, it was kind of just you have to know a little bit about everything. It wasn't actually that difficult. Yeah. Um. So I did that. And like, actually, I don't have it. I should I probably should have got it. Actually, they sent me like a little like, oh, a, a coffee mug for like, oh, thank you for contributing to Mattermost. And uh, I did it. And I got, you know, the, I put in the pull request, everything got accepted, well, bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I was like, um, okay, that was cool. Still didn't really make me that more interested to do this. Uh, so the start of this year, I started to think, okay, I need to start looking towards what's after this. Because it's very obvious at this point, this shit's not going to keep me interested at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about... Uh, I, I, I had been watching Fluke's content for a while at that point, and I thought about the whole thing of maybe maybe I could just teach this shit instead of me doing it. Because I, I think I could teach. I hadn't ever tried at that point, but I think I could try. And I also thought in the perspective of I have 
gotten so much from watching people on places like YouTube and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, maybe I'm tired of just being a consumer. Mm -hmm. Maybe I think I want to take an honest jab at also being a creator. Um, so that I started doing a bunch of research. Uh, as I mentioned, I actually paid to have Fluke do a consultation with me to kind of get me bootstrapped and get my head straight about what I needed to do. Haven't done all of it because I I shifted priorities a few times already. Yeah. Uh, but that was yeah that was pretty much it. And then I basically just kind of been trying a couple of different things to see what I think fits the best. Mm -hmm. But I think. Uh, you know, I'm surprised. Like the <laughs> the like one video I have was done like super well. Is like this random. Oh, here's how you tell the Spotify client to go fuck itself. Video. Uh, when I did the, the uh, same sort of video, no one gave a crap. That was like one of my worst performing <laughs> videos. Was it? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've already got this established audience that don't like Spotify apparently. So mm -hmm. just like no, and then I'll do like a video <laughs> on some random Vim plugin. It's like oh. 2,000, 3,000 views. Like, I, I don't even... What's the point of this? Spotify's actually <laughs> useful. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically why I got into it, was I, need, I needed to look forward to what was after the dev stuff, yep. and I wanted to try something different and try to create value rather than just take it all the time. Right. Yeah. We've I haven't seen a ton of your videos. I've watched, um, we know I watched the one on the little recording stick that you did. Yes. Which I'm probably going to pick up myself when I eventually decide to start doing game streaming at some point. It's, it's really nice. I haven't had a, I, I had someone comment on it saying like, oh, a bunch of people said they had audio issues, and mine doesn't but when you consider the fact it's very obviously like a chinese knockoff of a cam link yeah. i wouldn't surprise that there's like a, a higher percentage of defunct products mm -hmm. occasionally well if you just use external speakers it's not going to be a problem anyway um yeah so you like your content's definitely good it's way better than i was making back when i started making content i just kind of got in a position where i was really lucky where i mm -hmm. well Luke did his video on um, BSPWM, and I thought what he talked about was really lacking. He kind of just, like, it basically did, like, here's BSPWM. It's a window manager. And that was pretty much the entire video. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, it's a cool window manager, but there's a lot more here that mm. people have covered, but I don't feel like they'd covered in the way that I wanted to cover it. Looking back mm -hmm. now, I see I could have done it way better, but... Um, I was just sort of in the right place at the right time. Mm. And that's why my channel started taking off. But mm. yeah, your, your stuff on BSPWM was certainly much more comprehensive than other things I've seen. Because I know other people like, um, got, oh, what has happened to my video? The... <laughs> it had a seizure for a second. Oh, happened again? Nope. Oh, there goes again. Uh... Okay, I'm going to stop... He's being hacked. I'm going to stop the video for a second, and we'll okay. start this again. Okay. Yeah, so we're back to recording now. My computer straight up just died. Like, actually died. <laughs> My minions did their job. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I've had my webcam cut out weirdly before, 
But, oh, now my face is too bright. Uh, run the fix cam script. There we go. That's better. Cool. Now I'm not blindingly bright. Like what your your camera was literally doing, it was literally like you're being hacked because it would like stutter, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like help, help me. Yeah, I, that happened back when I was on my laptop a bit. And I don't know what caused it back there either. So. Oh, uh, that's weird. My, Give me a second. I'm just going to check that this is actually recording. Because it seems okay. like OBS is not using as much CPU as it should be. Mm. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. Unless it just. No, it is recording. It's switch. just not using as much as I okay. thought it would be. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we're back to recording anyway, so. Uh, where were we talking? What were we talking about? Video stuff. Video stuff. Um. So you're like discussing like I like all my best videos this and your contents this and blah 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 blah. Oh right, I think. Yeah. Uh, I. Right. Uh, something about <laughs> I was in the right place at the right time. BSPWM videos. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I'll just go back over that. Basically, I was okay. pretty much in the right place at the right time, and yeah, that's pretty much the only reason that ended up taking off. But I do hope you do get some traction. Because from what yeah, I me too. Because uh, from what I've seen, you are making good content. They could. Uh, I I, I want to do the uh, tutorials a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to play around with the format of those a little bit. Is that what you're going to mainly be focusing on at this point? Probably. Okay, yeah. My uh, my notes I have in Notion, pretty much all the notes are for either something relating to development. Mm-hmm. Whether it's more Ghost. Uh, I have like four separate lists now. There's Go, SQL, Docker, PHP... I got a lot of PHP. That's what we use. That's what I use the entire time when I was at where that last job was PHP. Mm-hmm. Dude, PHP does some fucking stupid shit. I hate that. <laughs> I've done a little <laughs> bit of PHP, and it, it was weird when I did it. Then I, I'm sure you know far more about the weirdness of it than I do. A fun dumb fact about PHP, and mm-hmm. I, you maybe not may or may not realize this. Um, you know how most normal languages. There's a thing called scope <laughs> right. when things like leave inner scope. Uh, well, PHP is like, <laughs> what's scope? You can literally declare variables like within like an if statement or something. Mm-hmm. And when you leave the statement, they're still there and you can still use them. Oh, I have run across that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Some yeah. of the, the bit of code that I was like going from examples of, like it was actually using that on purpose. It was just trying yeah. to ignore the fact that scope's even a thing. God, that, mm-hmm. that's dumb. Yep. Doesn't JavaScript do the, the same thing, or am I thinking of another language? No, I think JavaScript properly scopes things. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. But if you if you see, like, older uh, PHP code, in order to prevent that from causing issues, a lot of times when you see um, people, like, about to leave a... Uh, like a, a block, whether it's a function or an if statement or something, mm-hmm. they'll explicitly call, um, is it unset? Unset on the like things they use in there. So they can't accidentally use the shit later. <laughs> That's such a bad idea. <laughs> <sighs> what 
Why why would anyone design a language like that? Scope is a very useful feature. I don't know. Uh, you can my my boss, my my ex boss, he's a PHP wizard. Mm-hmm. He can do some pretty crazy shit in PHP. Uh, he basically he wrote what amounted to a utility that looked for so you can directly access like the php like language parser mm-hmm. um and he basically wrote this tool that it would look in the entire code base for every class that like implemented a certain interface and use that and its properties and its functions to automatically generate an api and its endpoints i was like bro <laughs> how much do they pay you not enough <laughs> They'll pay you less if they find out they can do it automatically. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't let the, uh, the bosses know that you have some script that does your job for you. Bad idea. No, 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 no. Always keep that tightly held to yourself. Yes, you do. Oh, what else do we have on here? So, I'm noticing you've been streaming a lot. Yes, I have... I have more or less a schedule ironed out now. Okay. I didn't That's realize there was a schedule so, there. I thought you were just going at random. Uh, the the When I upload videos, it's kind of random, but they do happen on... It's supposed to try to happen on certain days. Uh, actually, this is... I'm actually going to completely redo how I do the my video uploading mm-hmm. workflow uh, because I have this really bad thing called... Chronic procrastination. And half the time, I, I have like these days of like one or two days straight where I'm just like, I just don't fucking get to a video. So what I'm going to do, probably, I, I did it some today, but moving forward, I'm always going to do this on like Saturday or Sunday, is I'm just going to literally record every single video for the following week on one day and then just put them all up there. Fuck, no, I can't do that. That's way too much effort on one day. I... I, I I mean, I, I waste my day half a damn time anyway if I can actually sit my ass down here and actually just do boom, 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 bust four videos out. Okay, the week's done. Because mm-hmm. then the other three days I stream. Right, okay. Uh, in case anybody's curious, the base of the schedule is supposed to be, if I keep to the fucking thing, is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I start streaming at 8. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm prime. I, basically my... I know you say you've only seen me basically streaming like Chrono Cross. Uh... My goal is basically is just to stream a bunch of like old RPGs I've played throughout my my olden days, and, uh, and so like I'm playing Chrono Cross. The next game I'm gonna play is this other game called Legend of Dragoon, which is like another really good PS1 RPG. And then on uh, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I upload YouTube videos. Okay, yeah, that's my proposed schedule. I have to keep myself to it. Yeah, how long? Uh, how or how how well does that go? Has have you ever actually perf- like perfectly kept to the schedule, or is it always just like kind of move stuff around because you know didn't keep on on top of stuff? I think the the very first week and the second week I did that I did I did do that. Uh, then last was it last week? Last week I got thrown off one day because we had to deal with like a personal issue, mm-hmm. and then this. Past week, uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, uh, my procrastination killed me. So <laughs> that's why I was like, okay, I need to just pick a day where I just I, I toss aside everything that's distracting me and I just 
pick the next four videos on my Notion list and go boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then after that, it's basically just feed them into the script to edit them, and then I'm done. How long do you actually spend recording a video? Uh, I just do one take. Okay. Well, just even 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 like the super long, like the longer tutorial videos. Uh-huh. Uh Unless uh, unless I come, the, the, uh, the only time I stop is if I just completely just fuck everything up. Uh, except for that, I just do one through. And then if I if I do start and stop. I'll just like look through the recording real fast and MPV to see where like the, the bad part started. And mm-hmm. then I just copy it over the good part with FFmpeg. Mm-hmm. And then I take all the good parts and I just concatenate them together in FFmpeg. Yeah. And then I take the concatenated version and feed it into the script. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I, and then, <laughs> I basically take the other uh, second approach there where it's just like I'll record it and usually there'll be good parts and then I'll just tape them together basically. But... Mm. I, I don't know how you manage to do it just a single take. I know Luke does the same thing, and I don't I don't know how you do it. I fall apart way too quickly when I'm trying to talk, and I just... I don't know. I, I feel like when I'm trying to say something technical, I want to say it exactly the way I want to say it and end up re-going back over parts because I want to do them mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I mean, I fumble over what I say half-time anyway, mm. uh, usually because I have this issue where I... I'm talking faster than I'm thinking. But I guess it's the best way to put it. So I'll I'll, I'll just like get stuck in a, a, a loading, please booting, please wait. And I just I can't say what I'm trying to say. But I, I usually just leave those in there because I, I I I call it character. It's character. He's cute. He stutters like that. That's fair. Uh, now when it comes to like doing the whole single take, that actually doesn't bother me at all. And I think it's because uh, I have this habit a lot when I'm. Uh, like in the, in a room by myself, I talk to myself a lot. Right. Anyway, so like when I'm doing recording, all I'm technically doing is just talking to myself. That's fair. So once I got over like the the camera shyness of like the first I don't know four or five videos, it was just I I have just like consciously remember to hit record and then I just start talking to myself while I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's basically it. For me, the camera shyness hasn't gone away after 300 videos, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my problem. It, it helps when you, I don't know, either due to age or just things that happen, you just gradually get to the point where it's like, I just don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to show people my ass anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I I think it's also the fact that I have like housemates and if I can hear them walking around, that, that also oh, bothers me. Yeah. So I usually try to record when they're at work, but sometimes mm, that yeah. doesn't really work. Um, especially because one of my housemates is a teacher. So when school holidays is going then she's going to be at home all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I've gotten better at it. I feel like my problem now is I'm too critical of what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, Probably. I can record that part better than I, like, than it actually is. Mm-hmm. But I still do tend to think, oh, sorry, speak faster than I think, as you can see right there. I speak faster than I think, yeah. and when it's with technical stuff especially, that tends to just like, bleh. Mm-hmm. You uh, you kind of look like you do. You you still do what I did the first two or three videos, which is I started talking and then I basically went on autopilot. I didn't even pay attention to really what I was saying or doing, mm-hmm. and I was 
sometimes talking so fast that when I watched it over, I was like, you can't even fucking understand what the fuck I'm even saying. Mm-hmm. But now I, I now I am kind of more aware of what I'm saying, but I kind of still go on autopilot. Just again, just from the fact I talk to myself half time anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be uh, trying to be like catching myself on that, and when I do have those takes where I'm just like, "That's unwatchable," I will go back and fix those. So, I feel like it's getting better, and depending on the sort of content that I do, I feel like it is okay. Uh, but there's other sorts of content where I, I just really go on that autopilot mode and just get the entire video done, and like that is basically unwatchable. Mm. Which I don't know. There's I know there's people who say that you should just make the content and then upload and then go to the next piece, but I feel like I want every piece that I upload to actually be like a a good piece of content. So if I feel Mm -hmm. like there's something I could have done better with it, I will spend that bit of extra time, even though the effect of that will probably be like maybe a 1% improvement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very rarely do I ever actually go remove parts. I have a video. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I just record it, say fuck it, and then I'm done with it. That's fair. But if there's a part that, that I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm consciously aware of the fact that I just completely butchered mm-hmm. some part, I will, you know, just c- cut it out and concatenate it back together and say, you know, that good enough. I should try doing that a bit more often and just seeing how it works rather than just because some of my videos get very jump cutty. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm. Is that so? I mean, a lot of most videos on fucking YouTube are like that. That's fair. That's why I don't. I don't see it as much of a problem. I know some people are complaining about it, but mm-hmm. have you ever seen a video on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the only time I think I would find something jump cutty to be more beneficial is when it's just a video where you're talking. Yeah. I know you don't, you don't do those very often, but you have like a few of them where you do that. Um, I haven't, I haven't done a video like that in a long time, but whenever I do, I plan on just removing all the silence out of it. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing I want to do, which, Hey, I got a script that automatically removes the silence out of the video. Wow. Oh, that's actually pretty useful. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uses a, a Python library called MoviePy. I'm not surprised that something for Python exists like that. Oh, yeah. But I um, could, Actually, I, I'm pretty sure I could do it better, actually, just in FFmpeg. Because the way MoviePy works when you create the subclips is it actually like writes them out mm-hmm. to the file system. And... I don't I, I, I don't know if this is a, a problem on the on the operating system level or just a movie pie. It if you try to write a clip that's less than a second, it throws an error. Okay. So, which um, okay, I, I don't know exactly why that is, but I just know that's that's the reason why I had to tweak the I kept tweaking the script. Mm-hmm. But uh, I could basically adapt the same concept to just generate a bunch of filter graphs with FFmpeg to get the same sections of the video, but just do it using like the trim and atrium filters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have, then I'm just doing stream editing. It doesn't matter what, how long the damn clips are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I really, I've been thinking of like getting like into FFmpeg and just trying it out, but do it. No, I, <laughs> I was going to say at one point I was going to bring I was like, so what exactly do I have to do to get you to join this weird ass cult I'm in now where I do all the editing? Caden <laughs> Live is just so much easier for most things. Like, obviously, once you have FFmpeg set up, it's great. 
Pardon? For the setup part's the hard part. Oi. Maybe it's not even really a... It's not really like a setup, though. It's just like... You just have to understand how to use it. No, I mean, like... Like, I have a couple of scripts. Yeah, I mean, like, getting your script set up to make it so it's quicker than just doing it by hand with Caden Live. Oh, shit, that's not even that hard, dude. Yeah, but then I have to learn all the the, the options for FFmpeg and all that. No, you don't. You just gotta learn the ones you need. Oh, that's fair. Well, yeah, I still need to learn those, <laughs> at least. Or I could just take and your that's, script that's and then not that it. hard. That's not even that hard, because they, they have really good documentation on just specifically the filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might look at it at some point, but for now, I'm I'm happy doing everything with Caden Live. It it works well enough, except for the problems Caden Live has where it crashes a lot lately, and it does that like mm-hmm. every other up <laughs> every other update of Caden Live isn't stable. So you just have to know which ones to use. It's such a I mean hell hell actually if you if you told me basically what you tend to do like in general to mm-hmm. like do like the final edit for your videos I could probably just give you a fucking script that does it for you probably most of the stuff I do is cutting out silence or cutting over stumbles the stumbles mm-hmm. is the hard part that you wouldn't be able to automate as easily no I'm I'm thinking more like you know how in your videos you have like the little the little sub animation oh, yeah. thing oh yeah I know you can do that yeah yeah, yeah and uh you have like your little outro where you kind of shrink yourself and you have like your little overlay. I haven't done that, but it's probably not the hard to figure out. It shouldn't be that difficult. No. Actually, speaking of animations, I need to find a. Uh, I've also been federating my content onto my Facebook page. Oh, and I need to get a. I need to get a uh, separate animations for the. Hey, like, follow, share, well. I really have no interest in putting my content on Facebook. Like, I, I don't think that. There's, there, obviously, there's some content that makes sense on Facebook, but I can't imagine there's many mm. uh, people who are interested in Linux content still using Facebook. Probably not, no. Like, I'm happy with the content being on um, Library, BitChute, BitTube, and YouTube at this point. I'm probably going to also put it on PeerTube as well. Oh, right, yeah. When I eventually decide to set up my own PeerTube instance. Because I could use someone else's, but if I'm going to do PeerTube, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, from having been federating my stuff over on Facebook, I actually really like how you can organize your content on Facebook. It's super good. Okay. So there's this thing on here that I really like. I wish you had on, I wish YouTube had this. So you have a, you can create a thing called a series. Mm-hmm. And at the, at, at the first point, it just looks like a playlist on YouTube. That's how it kind but, of sounds to me. Yeah, but uh, series can have seasons which allows you to basically group within the playlist. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I created a season um, for basically just the, the programming tutorials. Uh, I think I, what did I call it? I called it, I called it boot up. And uh, the first season is just all the go stuff. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I start doing like Docker or like the SQL stuff, those will be separate seasons. Like right. they're organized all by like what they are. Yeah. So if you wanted to do like an entire thing on just Go, you could have a Go series and then have each season be like, this is basically like chapters you'd have on something like um, any of the big uh, uh, tutorial websites. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Exactly. Hmm. That's actually kind of cool. Good. uh, I was going to say, I don't really do content that really benefits from that though. So for me, Mm. it's not really anything that is going to sell me on it, but it is definitely cool. That's true. Mm. The, only, the only reason I messed around with that at all is because from where I set up Restream to stream on Facebook too. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, I did see that on YouTube you have a restream thing set up. Yep. So yeah. uh, I got I got I got convinced to do restreaming from uh, <clears throat> have you ever heard of a streamer named Devin Nash? Devin Nash. No. Uh, basically his his thing is he is very knowledgeable about um, kind of like ad- marketing and advertising and specifically within like content creation and streaming. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a discussion with another streamer, another pretty decent sized streamer about doing multi-streaming. And the other guy's argument was, was that, oh, well, that that like what dilutes your brand. It kind of makes you look desperate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Devin Nash is like, okay, that, that matters if you actually have like a pretty decent size like following on Twitch or something already. Mm-hmm. But if you're like probably 99% of the people in this Twitch chat right now, you don't have a brand. You have like two fucking people watching you. Who the shit cares? It's it's more pragmatic to uh, federate your stream in as many places as you can to increase your discoverability. Right. That's the main reason why I use it. Well, yeah, that's how so I, I feel about just regular video uploading as well. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. It's just Restream makes it easier because some of their tooling allows you to aggregate the chat so that everyone on every platform can see it. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That's neat. Yeah. With one caveat, which is, uh, so on Twitch, YouTube, and Rip Mixer, uh, you could, uh, whenever they would chat, it would go into Restream chat, and then the bots in the other chats would federate it to the other platforms. Mm-hmm. But because of Facebook's API, you cannot do that programmatically on live streams on their comments. Uh-huh. And I thought because I thought they just didn't do it because they just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But no, I actually went and looked at Facebook's dev API. They they do not have an endpoint for creating comments on videos like that. So you just literally can't do it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. Facebook's weird. But that actually is kind of cool. Um I don't know if I would... I, I, when I do start streaming, I probably will look into restreaming, but I'm not too sure right now. I'm not really... I mean, the only reason... You would probably have more of a reason to do it than I would do it, because you have a much bigger audience than I do. Mm. Like, the only reason I even do it technically is, one, I'm going to play the game anyway. Sure. And two, the... When I start to get a bigger following, it gives them the opportunity to come interact with me live. Yeah, that's the main thing. That I makes sense. So it's like if they actually have questions as to like something I talked about, I can just be like, "Yeah, I'll tell you about it." That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, because obviously I do have the following on YouTube. Um, it probably would make sense to do it then. I didn't even think of that because what I was going to do was just direct people over to Twitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, so there, uh, if you do that, you're gonna like kind of lose out on some of the audience you have anyway because they're not going to go over to another platform. Yep. The, see, the the main argument people had, that I've heard people give for not doing restreaming like right from the get-go is, oh, well, if you get enough people on Twitch, then you can get affiliate. But then when you get affiliate, you're not allowed to multi-stream because mm-hmm. they have an exclusivity clause in their, in their partnership thing. And... Again, Devin Nash makes a really good point, which is you ain't going to make shit from the 10 people you have on your stream, even if they all sub to you mm-hmm. as an affiliate. It's much more pragmatic in the long run to con- continuously increase your discoverability, grow a bigger audience, 
so that you don't have to specifically leverage Twitch and the fucking retarded concept they have where, hey, you can't use 90% of our platform's features unless you're a partner. Uh, and use that and then you know, garner support through other means, whether it's PayPal, Amazon, stream elements, tips, whatever. Mm-hmm. The only issue I would have with restreaming is I would have to probably drop an upload because otherwise you're going to start diluting your channel and YouTube starts de-ranking stuff that gets when you have too many videos in one day. No. That's the only issue with it. Because it, it's not as bad with two videos, but when you start getting more than that, then it starts becoming a bit of a problem. Um, I think I think three's fine. I've seen a, a bunch of creators that I follow that they, they won't do more than three. Okay. Maybe it'll be fine. I think that's... But. That's the that's when you start hitting the uh, uh, decreased return on investment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the other problem is game content because I wouldn't be streaming like open source games. I'd play. I don't know. I want to play Pokemon Emerald because I miss Pokemon Emerald, mm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just very different from the regular sort of content I upload. So I don't know mm-hmm. how YouTube would treat that. That's true. I mean, you could do it. What- some other people do anyway, which is they just let make a separate channel just for the gaming stuff. That's what I was thinking kinda of like, doing. Kind of like how uh, Short Fat Otaku has Game Boomers or whatever it's called. I didn't know he had a channel called Game Boomers. Yeah, that's where his gaming stuff goes on. Oh, that's great. Well, speaking of that, actually, I didn't ask you how long you want to record for because I don't know how long we've been going. I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe hour 40. We can keep going to around and shit talk about. Okay, cool. No, because I, I wasn't sure how long you wanted to go for. Because I know some people, you know, like sleeping and stuff. Well, I, I kind of already committed myself to being here for like at least like, I don't know, three or four hours. So, <laughs> Okay, well, I don't know if we'll go for that long, but we'll see. So I see that you're on, um, on Parlor now. Yeah, I just kind of pop. I... I saw Sargon talk about it and I was like, oh, why not? I'll just, I'll just federate the shit over there too. Yeah, I, I've joined the platform as well and, well, I've got like six followers or something on there. It's It seems like an interesting platform. Mm. I, I have seen some pretty good arguments against it because it's not an open source platform, but mm-hmm. I think if you have someone who's sane running the platform, it's not exactly a problem. Yeah, I I agree. My only hope is they basically just don't turn into, because like I, I I thought about that with Gab, mm-hmm. and then Gab's all of a sudden like, porn is Satan. We're banning porn. Like, <laughs> well, Paula is they're banning porn as well, but they're starting with that from the start. Yeah, which I still think that's kind of like, bro, who fuck cares? But <laughs> I get why they wouldn't want to have it on their platform, but. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much the same. Like, doesn't really matter. Just put it yeah. off in its own little corner, mark it as porn, and it'll be fine. Call it, call it Parlor XXX. I don't know what the fuck. Is. <laughs> replace, uh, hmm, replace the A with X's or something. I don't know. Just, I don't, I don't actually care about. <laughs> like, I don't care about the porn. There's plenty of porn anywhere else on the internet. Um. My only worry is that as it gets bigger, it turns itself into Twitter and they start just cracking yeah. down on people. But as I said, assuming that the owner of the platform is sane, mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen. But it's always a worry with something like this. I, mean, I think that kind of depends on the, the, the primary 
user base too. It's part of the reason why Twitter is a fucking cancer is because it's like objectively dominated by left wing users, yeah. which, uh, as we now say, are kind of tend to be more. Hey, you said a bad thing. Get rid of him. We. Whereas most of the people on Parlor right now are more like, you say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I haven't really seen anyone besides the people who come to the platform and then get angry that the platform is open actually being angry about anything said on there. How <laughs> dare you not censor them? I Do did. Now. I saw some of the uh, the negative reviews for Parlor. So it's got mainly five star reviews, and the second biggest bar is the one star reviews. And 99% of the one-star reviews are, I went to this free speech platform and people were using their free speech and it was mean and I didn't like it. I talked about that in the, um, it's going to come out tomorrow for for us, but I did a solo episode last week and that's coming out very soon. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about Parler in that one as well. And I went through and read some of the reviews and most of them were just, this people were using their free speech and I didn't like it. <laughs> I get they Actually, were... speaking of par- mm. speaking of parlor, something I need to do really bad because I hate doing manual labor is I need to create like a comprehensive content production pipeline. Yes. Really bad. Like I really need like one script that maybe has like a bunch of accompanying files with it. And when I run it, it just Post this shit here. Post this shit here. Post this. I've been uh, meaning to do something like that for ages, and I just never got around to it. If if you do that, there is um, again the 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 man of the day, Devin Nash, uh, talked about another concept that uh, is associated with platforms like YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, it's called um, I think it's called time to action, mm-hmm. and that's the amount of time that someone has that like is interested in your content like a follower or something if if they don't see it within x time it's basically unlikely they're going to see it right it was it was him talking about how like there's people arguing why like oh you shouldn't reuse content in other places because people will have already seen it mm-hmm. and he's like well actually no that's not how that works because mm-hmm. the way that works is like say i i tweet about something on twitter uh the time the the time the action on Twitter, I think he said it was like eight or nine minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I tweet something, if you don't see within the first eight or nine minutes after I tweet it, it's going to get lost in your feed. You're never going to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because most people have obviously so, follow way more people than I yeah. would do. Yeah. So, you basically just kind of spread things out based on, like, you. I haven't looked this up. You can probably look this up somewhere, what the time to action is on platforms mm-hmm. and spread it out so that, so you put it here. And then after a certain amount of time, you put it here. And after a certain amount of time, you put it here. That way, it's always hitting a new audience. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because the other thing about the time to action thing is not everyone, not even if someone follows you on multiple platforms, mm-hmm. they're not always using the same platforms at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So when if you you know you're you're hitting a completely different audience if you post at noon compared to when you, if you post at like six it's a totally different audience of course yeah yeah well yeah, yeah my but, audience um i i post at six thirty in the morning my time mm-hmm. i'm not awake yeah. at six thirty in the morning i want to hit the american time because that's where the main audience is mm-hmm. i think that puts me just before prime time so it's enough for it to get pushed into the algorithm yeah 
Um, I'm not sure. That was another reason. I'm not sure which that was specific time zone it is. That prime time. Yeah. One of the big ones. That was, <laughs> that was the other reason why I wanted to change my like recording schedule because I always get shit uploaded like super late and I'm, I know it's fucking killing me probably. Yeah. So I want to have everything just scheduled to just go up there at like five or four or something. Yeah. Well, I I take a different approach. I obviously do the pre-recording, but I do it day by day. But then I have a mm-hmm. week backlog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. When, like, say if I get a new Patreon or something, I say on my Patreon now, like, your name will not appear for, like, seven days, probably, because I just got all this back, um, this backlog. Pretty much the only stuff that does go up day of recording or next day is when there's news content, because I want to actually, like, hit the news cycle, because mm. unless you're going to be doing something special with the news or it's something that's not really time-sensitive, you kind of have to be on that news cycle. Yeah. Like, one that I did that didn't really matter when I uploaded it was... It was technically news, but it was when um, the Linux kernel deprecated the 80-character line limit. Like, no one cares mm-hmm. about that. So I can mm-hmm. kind of use that and then upload it a couple of days later and then talk about right. something that happens around it rather than being like... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lenovo shipping their new ThinkPads with Ubuntu. Like, with something mm-hmm. like that, you kind of have to be on the, the news cycle, because ev- otherwise everyone's already heard about it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that one, actually. I don't know why I started talking about that. Um, oh, right, upload times, that was, that's why. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah, I, I try to always... I try to always upload at 6.30. Um, I wish other platforms like BitChute and Library let me schedule stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't. Yeah, that would be nice. Because I have to, first thing in the morning, I wake up, first thing I do, as I check my comments, I go and upload on BitChute. Mm, yep. I, even before I have breakfast, I'm just like laying in bed, like, comments, scroll through my comments, is there anything to reply <laughs> to here? Probably not the best idea, I probably should get out of bed first, and then do it. Yeah, probably. I, actually, whenever I was in college, I had a really bad habit of just like, going like, no alarm, shut up, and I'd roll over and go back to sleep. So I distinctly set my phone somewhere that I had to get up out of bed to turn it off. I used to do that. I really should start doing that. I might start putting it up on... Uh, I've got a bookshelf over here. I might just put it on there. Mm. It's not the worst idea, actually. Yeah. I uh, I put it where I couldn't reach it within arm's reach. And I also put the most... I don't remember what it was now. It was the most obnoxious thing I could ever find to put on my alarm. That'd be like, okay, nope, nope. Getting out of bed. Nope. Not listening to that. Hmm... I'm going to do that tomorrow. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I think the only thing that we didn't really touch on your list here was game emulation. Yeah, that was kind of going... I, don't, I didn't know if there's really much to say about that, but uh, I do have some extra stuff I have on my list that I didn't tell you about because I added it afterwards. This one... Oh, I, no. This happened yesterday. Did you... Uh, did you see what I posted on Twitter last night? Whenever it was, a couple of hours ago, 12 hours ago? Mm, the last thing I, I posted before I, my video updates. I, I, I saw you post stuff, I just don't remember now. What That's you fair, like, I, you don't have to remember everything I say. Because um, <laughs> I had to go buy a, a new adapter today. <laughs> oh, right, your fucking Ethernet thing. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it turns out that power over Ethernet... Oh, Ethan over power. Um, 
it's it turns out the Ethernet cable might still hold some power. And I think I think there was a slight surge and that ended up going to the motherboard, killing that port. I went over to Windows as well. The adapter wouldn't appear on Windows either, so it wasn't just like a Linux thing. <clears throat> and also, um, I think my audio my audio controller, its device name changed in Pulse Audio. So something's happened to this motherboard and I have no idea what it was. Raggy. <laughs> and this computer's three months old, so it's <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> But, I will keep that in mind. Note to self, discharge that if you unplug it and plug it somewhere else. Yeah, if you're going to use Ethernet over power, surge protector. Just at this point, I'm not going to plug anything in unless I have a surge protector because I didn't I didn't think it was going to be a problem. I thought like mm. I don't know why it didn't it didn't click with me that having a power line plugged into my Ethernet port was going to be a, a bad idea, but mm-hmm. it is. I forget what I I forget if it was like a year ago. I I shelled out for a fucking battery backup in my office. Because mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I I miss having the fucking internet when the power goes out. So now, boom, we still have internet for I don't know, hour or two till the battery backup dies. <laughs> Assuming the power didn't also knock out you know the actual ISP. <laughs> you hope that doesn't happen, but you can't really be uh, that hopeful. Yep. What was some of the other stuff on your secret list you didn't tell me about? Oh, it wasn't really that that secret. It's kind of just stuff that's happened in the past couple of days. Um, okay. So, there's actually two things here. Uh, I'll see if I can bring it up. Um, uh, I'm sure you've seen plenty of uh, the stuff that Elon Musk has been posting recently. I would usually see people references okay you've, take, you've seen people reference it okay um i'll see if i can find it why is why is twitter garbage uh anyway so <laughs> you've got kanye west who's now running for president oh yeah and elon musk has thrown his full support behind him he's like you go man is said in, here we go there we go so I've got it on screen now. There we go. Okay, this is a different tweet. This is when he was announcing that he was going to run. This isn't the. Oh no! In the comments, is you have um, Elon's support. But yeah, yep. President Yeezy. How does that make you feel? <laughs> um, it, it annoys me that he decided to do this now. Actually, I, I don't think he can really do anything now because uh, in the states. Uh, there's like a cutoff time on most of the states to mm. actually like be on official ballots. So I think on most of the states, he can't even be on the ballots. <laughs> so this I is, think. I, I, I don't know too much about how your system really works that well, but mm. it barely works. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but you can, you can do what's called a write-in ballot Yeah, where you go, I, I don't, I don't like any of these people go vermin supreme, put him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he like no 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 joke, but of course it depends on who else would actually be running. If the last like two elections are reflective of who we would get like in the running next time, mm-hmm. which is in other words complete fucking garbage, 
I would actually probably very consider very seriously consider voting for him over the like actual politicians. Well, I've been hearing some other people say what he should do is um so run for president, right? Mm-hmm. And then just before Trump drops Pence and brings on Kanye's mm-hmm. VP. <laughs> that would be amazing. At that point, I don't know how he wouldn't win. Like, that would be the dumbest... Like, 2020 is already the stupidest year I've ever been in. And if that happened, I don't know what what you could say at that point. The simulation is broken. (laughs) Together with Conway, we're going to be... We're going to truly make America great again. Like, I know there was kind of talks about him running a few years back, but that was sort of like, I thought that was a joke. Everyone mm-hmm. thought that was a joke, like, with the dragon energy stuff and all that. <laughs> like, everyone thought that was a joke, and now it's happening. But everyone thought that when Trump was going to run, that was also a joke. And then and then he won. So, yeah. I, I don't know what you can say about American politics at this point. Uh, I mean, that is... It doesn't actually surprise me that much that he actually won when he did, because he was literally running up against like objectively the most hated fucking well, yeah. politician that most people I know are like, eh, like fucking Hillary Clinton. No, yeah, probably anyone could have really won against Hillary, but it's just so weird that we're in a, a situation where like an <laughs> an ex WWE manager is now the president <laughs> of the United States. So are we going to have a rapper be the next president? I don't know. Uh, Considering that... I don't don't pay, like, a a lot of attention Mm -hmm. to politics. stuff, just kind of loosely. No, that's fair. Uh, Not good for your health. If, if from what I kind of understand, the the fucking funniest thing about this whole bit is he actually ain't done that bad of a job. (laughs) Objectively. Like, he really hasn't. He's done like okay on foreign stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy was the economy was doing really good until China flu hit. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. There's no one who could have brought any country out of that. Like anyone who's been nope. critical of that, like that's just nitpicking. Like nobody could have protected your economy when the entire world's economy, uh, when the entire world's economy just freezes. Like no one could have yep. stopped that. No, I mean, it's it's not a fucking joke that it doesn't matter what he would do. The the tra- the traditional media would shit on anything he did. Well, yeah, of course. If he if he if he closed super early, they'd be like, "Trump's paranoid. He's he's afraid. Of, he's afraid of China and everything else." And then he closes too late, they'd be like, "Oh, Trump could have saved lives if he closed earlier." It really wouldn't matter. What well, there are articles from the same, place. like there's articles from the same publisher. That are saying exactly that, so... Yep. Yep. I don't know. I try not to get too uh, too much into politics on this podcast, but it's occasionally fun just to laugh at the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite capable of laughing at myself. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh. Do... What do, we, what do we have on here still? So I think the only thing we haven't touched on was... Um, Alternate video platforms. So, are you actually using anything besides like Facebook, Library, and YouTube, or are you just using those ones? Uh, I I I think the stuff gets 
synced, whatever, I guess you want to call it synced, synced over to BitTube. Ah, okay, yeah. And You're one I of the three do... creators on BitTube. <laughs> and I do mainly upload the stuff to BitChute sometimes. Ah, yeah. Bit... Other than that, no. Yeah, BitTube, I like the platform, but they don't really have the same level of, I guess, what would be the best way to describe it? I guess enthusiastic community. And that's kind of what library has over them. Like, whenever someone's yeah. like, hey, YouTube sucks, mm-hmm. you'll always have someone in the comments be like, hey, come join library. Or even the BitChute guys are like, hey, come join BitChute. But you don't ever mm-hmm. see that with the BitTube account. Or even with any BitTube supporters. Like, they're never around. Mm-hmm. But, like, if some, like, even relatively big creator has a problem with, um, with YouTube, the library official account will come over and be like, hey, Come check out our platform. Even if they don't do it, mm-hmm. they'll still they'll still offer them like, hey, you, here's what we have available over on library. Come check us out at least. Yep. And I wish. Bit- I think. Uh, yep. If I uh, if I got the whole content creation pipeline thing set up, mm-hmm. I would probably actually consider doing kind of going like the the extra mile like fucking sticks hexenhammer does where he literally puts his shit on like six seven fucking platforms yeah, I don't, does he do that manually like how does he have that much time to put his content everywhere i don't know he might i don't know idea yeah he, he don't he don't strike me as the most technologically savvy person so i can only imagine he probably does well no tim also does the same thing but i imagine tim probably has like tim paul he probably has people yeah, yeah. to do that for him he, he probably does because i know he does have employees so i presume they're the ones who are going and putting the content on every single platform for him. But maybe he has some tools to do it that I don't know about. Because I know that... Go ahead. I was going to say that with, like, the... Not the video uh, video uploading, but I know that with, like, posting tweets, posting, like, little microblogs to every platform, there are some services to do that, but there's a lot of platforms that aren't supported by those services like for example yep. mines isn't on any of them or parlor or gab or anything like that like you've got twitter you've got facebook you've got a couple other little ones that i've never heard of that are popular in random groups you've got like linkedin and stuff but the ones mm-hmm. that i'm actually using most of them aren't there so i can't really use them i'd have to go your route and spin something up myself basically yep the only uh, tool that I know of, because I looked this up before, that uh, you could use as a, what do they call it, like a, a social media command center thing, mm-hmm. is that I think it's called, and it's not free, you have to pay for it, obviously. I think it's Hootsuite, I guess what it is. Uh, yep, I don't you're... recognize that one. I, I do use Zapier, just so I can post my tweets. No, it's not my tweets, my, my video uploads onto my Discord. That's how I'm doing those. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I don't use anything else. I tried using Zapier once, and we did use it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife for our personal business, because uh, I had a her, one of her old clients wanted to charge, wanted to be charged by hour, wanted mm-hmm. to be charged by hour. Okay, whatever. Um, so, um, we she I had her use a service called Toggle to track the actual like time tracking stuff. And what I did is I hooked it up with Zapier so that whenever she finished a time thing, it would put it in our, uh, that client's fresh book 
mm-hmm. project entry for the time. Yeah. So that they'd automatically be charged for it in the invoice. Yep. Hmm. That's actually pretty useful. Yeah. But well, yeah, you, you said you were saying about Hootsuite before. Was there anything you want to say about that? No, I don't. Or just the fact that it exists. Yeah, it is, that, that's the only like social media control center thing I know about off the top of my head. So, what's your plan to do this content production pipeline? Are you going to try like web scrape it or deal with their APIs, or what's your plan for this? I mean, I have to do both because not everything has APIs. Like mm. Parler doesn't have an API. I'd have to, I'd have to uh, spin up. A, not that I know of. There might be one that I don't know of, but. That's true, because I because I remember uh, uh, D Live, yeah, that streaming platform. Uh, they didn't publicly advertise that they had an API, mm-hmm. but they did. You could technically use it because I reverse engineer it by looking at all the fucking HTTP requests going over the developer console because I realized there was a GraphQL API. So they just didn't properly uh, authenticate the API, I guess. They're um, I don't guess so because I mean like. I wrote a fucking little Go package that literally I just, I, I looked through all the requests and I literally like copied and pasted the GraphQL queries in, mm-hmm. as like string literals in there. And I just inserted the actual values into the, the queries. And mm-hmm. I just like, here you go. <laughs> I just actually used it. But yeah, I know that like Twitter and Mastodon and all that do have public APIs you can't access. So those should be much easier. Yeah. I th- yeah, for other things, I'd, ha- I'd definitely have to spin up some kind of headless uh, web browsing automation to do it. Mm, that's always annoying. Like, it can be done, but then they go and like change their CSS and then it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to add like an extra layer of divs here for no reason. Can you not? Forget, um, I don't remember off the top of my head if you could do that kind of interactivity with a simple web scraper. Uh, I know I, I know that someone has made a, a Tinder swipe bot, so I presume it's the same logic. Mm-hmm. Well, is that a web scraper, or are they using, like, Selenium to do it? Uh, I can't remember what... I think that might have been Selenium, actually. Because if I, if I did do that, what I was probably going to use is there's a... Um, there is a JavaScript end-to-end testing utility called Cypress mm-hmm. uh, that's way fucking faster than Selenium is. And the uh, syntax is much easier to use. Mm-hmm. And I thought about instead of technically using it for <laughs> end-to-end testing, I'd be like, no, I'm going to use it to automate my content posting. Hey, if it works, it works. Why is my cat losing her shit? Honey, please stop. <laughs> I thought my phone just went off for a second and then I realized it, there's no way it could have. I had No one's going to call me at this time and I have my Wi-Fi turned off. I just, I'm just hearing shit, I guess. <laughs> Phantom notifications. I know, uh, I guess this wasn't technically on your list or something. That's fine, we played uh, out the list anyway. It, it, um is sort of what I thought you were talking about when you talked about the game, game emulation, which was, oh, the Raspberry Pi. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. This is a retro game console. Mm-hmm. You're running uh, RetroArch on that, aren't you? Uh, it has RetroArch on it, mm-hmm. but the actual uh, like image is called uh, RetroPie. Sure, yeah. It just, it just has a couple of like, things wrapped on top of it, yeah. 
somebody uh I have to find it again. Somebody made me aware of another like pretty decent uh like retro game emulation thing that you could slap on a Pi. I have to find it real fast. So what can that uh, Pi reasonably play up to? Like what generation? So if you it, have you done like game emulation? Not much? in a long time. So, in my experience, it doesn't really matter what hardware you're running it on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets a little spotchy when you start getting into the like 64 era. Yeah, because some some ROMs run fine, some run like shit, some will run better depending on what plugins you use. Mm-hmm. I think the most recent console that I actually had run on this, even though the FPS was a little jumpy sometimes, was a PSP game. Hmm. Wow. Because I wanted to play this. Um, there's a Final Fantasy spinoff. Oh, spinoff. I guess like a, a Final Fantasy based game that was on PSP called Dissidia, yeah. which was kind of more like a, a brawler. And I, I love the shit out of that game. And I rather play it really bad. So I tried it on here and I was like, hey, works really good, except for a few of the arenas where there's 20,000 fucking cloud particles everywhere. <laughs> then it kind of goes, eh, 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 eh. but yeah. otherwise, it's out of that. It's, it's smooth and clean. I think the last thing I tried to emulate would have been like a. What would, probably like a DS game or something. Like original DS. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I know any. Even including the PSP, apparently. Any, any handheld game I've tried on this runs fine. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it probably runs even better on the newer retro Raspberry Pis that you can get with like fucking four gigs of RAM and stuff. <laughs> oh, you can get them with more than that now. Like, have you have you seen the there's newest one? one right? Yeah, there's an eight gig model. There's, yeah, and it's really cheap. One. But I I might end up getting one of those myself. That could be cool. Um, Raspberry Pi. Let's bring it up on the screen. So, video view. Is this Raspberry Pi 4? Here it is. Yeah, you can get 8K RAM model. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the higher RAM models are more expensive. Obviously. But, like, the base model is, like, 35 bucks. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's a little more expensive now because everything's fucking price jacked right now. It is $102 Australian for the 8 gig model. That's not that. Oh, wait. Is that the eight? Sorry, no, one hundred and thirty dollars. That was the four gig model. That was okay. Yeah, that's not even that bad. The other, uh, like retro console image that someone told me about is called Laka, L A K K A. L A K K A. The DIY open source retro gaming. It looks decent. It kind of looks like a PS3. Yeah. The one thing I did look at this, the one thing I do like about this a little better than uh, the whole emulation station RetroArch thing, Mm -hmm. which is what RetroPie uses, is in in RetroPie, you have to put your ROMs in a very specific directory. Right. You can't just put them willy-nilly. On Laka, you can actually put them wherever you want. And then you just say, okay, all of these are... You can name the grouping, so I can say like, okay, this folder has all my SNES games. This folder has all my GBA games. Mm-hmm. So you can put them wherever you want. Technically, that was the only thing I saw that was like, mm, okay, that's a little better. But apart from that, you're 
preferring to use what you're using now? Yeah, just because I have everything set up on that one. Yeah. I might get bored one day and just like install this on a spare Raspberry Pi I got just to probably make a damn video about it for no other reason. Because uh, I have like, I got like, like weirdly obsessed with Raspberry Pis for like a very brief amount of time. I have like five of them laying around the house. Jesus. <laughs> I want to automate the- my entire house. <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. Um, remember when I said I had that little sp- spiel where I was like trying to learn new things to be a better dad? Ah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I did was I wanted to figure out Kubernetes. And I actually spun up a Kubernetes cluster distributed across four Raspberry Pis. It worked. <laughs> Probably not the best way to do I it, had, but hey, it works. Yeah, it um it had a um, open source cloud function uh thing deployed on it called open fast yep just bringing up kubernetes on the screen now if you can see it and so i guess i guess you did understand how it worked then so but it didn't really i i i've gone through that problem where i was like hey i want to learn all this stuff but i know i'm not gonna ever use it it's like, oh, yeah, I, I learned I, this language and this that's framework something and I this figured and out. this. Yeah. That's something I figured out after like the third time was, okay, I'm not going to pick up shit and try to learn it just for the sake of learning. Because mm-hmm. it. Hap- the same thing happens every time. I may get like interested in it and stick with it for like, I don't know, a week. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I just, I just ditch it. Like, because what's, what's it going to do to me? Yeah. Like, I, I think I've probably learned more helpful things over the past like two months when I haven't had a job because I actually learned stuff in order to do things with like YouTube and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my big problem is the reason I try to avoid jumping in random things is because I I tend to get very addicted very quickly. So Mm. if I'm like, hey, I like React, I just spend tons of time learning React or I learn Angular, spent tons of time on that. If I was to start... If I bought a Raspberry Pi and then I bought like an LED that could attach to the Raspberry Pi, I would start hardware programming for three months. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you could try to be like the next Michael Reeves and do weird shit with it. I could do that, or I could do something useful with my time. But I guess here's, <laughs> here's the fun thing about the channel: I can justify things that are a waste of time as content. True. That's true. It's like, oh, do I need to set up a, a RetroPie system? No. It's content, though. Do I do I need to play Persona 5? No, but I can stream it. And that's part of the reason... <laughs> honestly, that's part of the reason I want to start streaming because there's so many games I have over here that I just mm-hmm. don't have time to play right now. But one of the main reasons that I decided to do the kind of sort of mimic what Fluke's uploading schedule was mm. is... I'm not I'm not a big fan of like picking up something just to learn it to go make a video on it. That's fair. Because uh, I, f- I feel like I'm not going to make a good video on it. Everything that I've made a video on, I already genuinely have good knowledge of it or you've used it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that that means I'm kind of I, I kind of limit my video topics. And if I just upload videos every day, I'm going to burn through that shit really fast. Yeah, and I'm going to go, oh, what do I make a video on? So I use the the streaming as a buffer in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I, I I definitely do get that, and I feel like that about some topics. Um, 
part of the reason I like to... What I've started doing now is at the start of the week, I will go and be like, okay, these are the videos I will do this week. And then I'll learn the software throughout the week. Or what I've started doing now is I've actually... I don't plan it out as much as you seem to be planning it out, but I do have some sort of plan. So what I'll normally try to do... Where's my video notes? Um, so I'll usually try to do like three or so software showcases. And those are just like a... I guess... So, uh, I wouldn't call them a review. I, I feel like a review has to be a bit more polished than that. This is sort of just like, here's this thing. It's kind of in between a review and an unboxing, I guess. Where it's kind of like, here's what it does, but it's not like here's why it's better than this, and I kind of leave that part up to the people who want to try it out. And I'm also trying to do more vlog content, so two of the ones I've got planned out right now is uh, stop running commands that you don't understand, which that'll be a fun mm -hmm. one to record, because that'll be just me ranting <laughs> the entire time. And the other one is also a rant, which is uh, anti-archelitists are worse than the archelitists. <laughs> so I'm trying to do, like, Try to do maybe two or so vlog videos, three uh, three software reviews, and then fill out the rest with something else. Like, my t generally what I'm trying to do with the tutorials right now is stuff that I want to find out. Like, one I've got planned is I'm going to do um, image previews in LF, and I didn't know how to do that. And apparently there are ways to do it. doesn't work well, but there are ways to do it. I'm kind of just interested in learning that. I, yeah, interested in learning that. So I'm just like, hey, I'm going to do a video on it. The way I approach it, I guess, is saying I'm going to do a video on it kind of forces me to stop being lazy about something and actually go and learn it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you seem to take a different approach where you want to know a lot about it and then make the video on it. Not even so much I want to know a lot about it. I just, I want to already have a, like, personal interest in wanting to use it. Sure. Because if I, if I, I did this with, uh, what the fuck was it? I did this with uh, Nextcloud, mm -hmm. where I used to kind of use Nextcloud a lot for because uh, it was on a, a it was on a Raspberry Pi. How about that? How will that um, work? I was thinking of doing it, run, it runs like shit actually. I was gonna say that <laughs> that was what I was thinking of doing, and then I didn't do it because you know that sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, except, but I think the main reason why I ran like shit wasn't actually because of the the resources on the Pi. It was because I didn't actually like follow through all the way, and it was still just running off the SD card. Ah, yeah, that'll but, do it. Mm, lovely read and write times, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, that one, I feel like I looked at that video and I was like, "This is kind of shit," because I'm talking about something I don't use anymore. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything I cover on the channel is something I at least have an interest in. Like even the software that I don't use, I'm at least like, "Hey, that's kind of cool." Mm. I will say one one thing that you did show on your channel that like completely uh, significantly improved some aspects of my workflow mm -hmm. was that uh, that uh, drag dragon that dragon, dragon drop yes. thing from the terminal. Oh my god, oh, that fucking thanks so much. I, no one's heard of dragon. I don't know how. It's such an awesome program. I need to get off my ass and wire it up in the LF. I'm gonna do but another video that, on it at some point where I talk about. Basically, how you can get rid of a graphical file manager and just replace it with Dragon because you don't need it. Yep. No. <laughs> I love my graphical file manager. And I'm going to keep using it, but you don't need it. No, not really, no. Because obviously, the big problem with having 
just a terminal file manager is dealing with things like Discord or dealing with web browsers and things like that. But, yeah, Dragon does definitely solve pretty much all of those problems. Yep. Uh, that's almost what I entirely use now. Like, every time uh, uh, I need to, like, put stuff... Like, whenever I upload, like, the YouTube videos mm-hmm. and the thumbnails and shit, I don't... I don't click on the shit and look through the files. But I was going, yoink! Over there you go. I did see something cool. I, I presume there's a way to do it in Firefox as well. But someone, um, someone decided to work out how to replace the file manager within Chromium with Ranger, and it works. What? Yeah, <laughs> they just went basically went through the source code of Chromium and replaced any of the GTK file manager calls with opening up Ranger, and they made some wrapper functions to, like, save files in places and stuff. And it's actually pretty cool. Tell him to put it in an extension. Figure out how to do it. (laughs) Actually, that wouldn't... I don't know if you have to actually go and modify the source code, or you can do it through the extension framework. I feel like you probably have to do it through the... Like, actually modifying it. Otherwise, that would be awesome. But I sh- oh yeah, I forgot to yes. I forgot to ask you when we were talking about the contest stuff. You like my new dank ass thumbnails we're getting now? Oh yeah, the thumbnails are awesome now. I'll bring them up on the screen. <laughs> my old ones are such fucking shit because I I basically did exactly what Fluke does, which is put face on screenshot, put contrasted colored text. Yay, thumbnail. I hear you. But go. uh, it's a good contrast. My wife was like, "Why don't you let me make one?" I was like, "Okay." And I just like told her what I wanted, and then she made that very first one that she made was the uh, thumbnail for one of my streams. Jesus one Christ, it's so much better than mine. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, wait, why wasn't I having you do this before?" <laughs> and she did it super fast too. Usually, when I like, if I give her, I tell her the title, the colors, the mm-hmm. call to action, uh, and I give her the like the the webcam screenshot and whatever resources she needs. She usually has that shit fucking done in like an hour. Jesus. Yeah, my thumbnails are what, functional, but, you know, they yeah, could definitely use some that's work. What, that's what my They're definitely like, better I even than they made used that to one be. Video. I even made that one video where I was like, here, I'm going to show you how I actually make a YouTube video, and I showed how I was like, hey, I make the thumbnail in five minutes. <laughs> I spend about 15 on mine. I find a screenshot <laughs> that I like, I work out my call to action, and that's then I use my font that I use on every single video. We're actually, uh, uh, so what I did was I, I went on my channel and I sorted all the videos by view, like most views. And, uh, so what we started to do is I'd go down the list of the ones with the most views and we're redoing all the thumbnails. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, wow. That's such a good thumbnail. I'm looking at the Spotify one now. That's so much better. It is, right? And the FFmpeg one after that. Jeez, that is... I feel bad about my thumbnails now. She, I was like, bro, if we keep this up and I can, uh, I wish I had someone to check or to track better to like before and ask for like the CTR or something. Mm-hmm. I would price you out somebody to have her make thumbnails for them. <laughs> Far out. I, w- I wish I felt like putting the effort for this, but I, I, I'm not a big fan of the face thumbnails. I know they do well, apparently, but... I, I feel like uh, if they're done poorly, they're really cringy. Yeah. I, I think it depends on the person. Because if it's someone who 
doesn't make very animated face animation, like facial expressions. It's like, okay, you're mm. there. I see you. What? Yeah, there's nothing interesting there. The reason why I think it works on like Vine, for example, is I, I, I tend to make like really like, like fucking retarded mm. goofy ass faces because I can do that and they work better. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm kind of a. I've actually had teachers tell me that I'm too monotone and that I should uh, put more emotion in my voice. Uh, I got told that once a long time ago when I used to play World of Warcraft with a guy I used to work with. Mm. And he invited me to come do a dungeon or something with him, with his friends. And I got into his vent. And after I left, he, he, we, were, we were talking at work the next day and he was like, yeah, they didn't like having you around. You sound too monotone. They make him uncomfortable. I was like, "What? <laughs> just, just talking." I like also um, another th- thing I commonly have happen. Like, I'll be with my mom or something, and she'll be like, "Hey, I want to take a family picture," and she's like, "Hey, you're not smiling," and I'm just like, "Are you sure? I feel like I'm smiling." <laughs> I'm trying really hard, <laughs> mother. To I'm the trying picture. to smile, but like, apparently, it's not happening. <laughs> I can't. I can't do any more than this. Existence is pain. Take the picture. <laughs> Seems like the only videos you don't thumbnail right now are your streams. Yeah, because uh, I should, mm-hmm. but there's also like this huge backlog of the other things that need to be done. Yeah, that's so fair. I'm just like whatever. I, probably the best thing I could do is go back to them and pick a frame that's better because most of them the, the the thumbnail is like the first frame to hit the fucking stream. That seems to be one of these. Like, yeah, it's usually either me or like the fucking like PS3 console dashboard <laughs> instead of the actual game. Oh uh, no, most of them seem to actually be the game. Um, it's not a very interesting there screenshot, w- but the six hour six hour stream. The yeah, was a, the, there was a guy, there, there was two people that tend to keep coming into my streams mm-hmm. when they're not busy, and uh, that reason why that was so long is there, one of the guys stayed and we just talked about, just talked about shit for like two or three hours. <laughs> God, I, I, I don't know how you did that, that's insane. That's too much streaming. I mean, if you're having fun, it's, it's whatever. I, you'll notice that some of these last couple streams, mm-hmm. they ended really short because like, no one like no one showed up. And I was like, well, I did the part of the game I was trying to do. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's and fair. Then, uh, the, uh, the last one, I actually started streaming again, but only on Twitch in case that one those couple of guys showed up. And it was me brainstorming YouTube video ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm... Yeah, as I said earlier, I don't know what I'm going to do with my streaming setup, whether it's going to be doing on to another channel or cutting a video or what it is I'm going to try. I don't know what would be the... Or maybe I'll just upload it onto the main channel and not really treat it as a problem. I don't know what the best way to handle it would be. I might have to try it out and see what actually happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe the thing you could do is, you know, not commit hard to being like oh i'm only, i'm going to stream entirely on my channel mm-hmm. is maybe do like maybe do like one or two and see what the after effects are yeah like does anybody watch it does it does it not matter do i lose subs do i gain subs what what you know just stuff like that yeah i mean i mean for all you know you got a bunch of closet gamers in your 
fucking subscribers all of a sudden they'll be like, I'm gonna go he's playing Persona 4, I wanna watch it! I know there's a bunch of weebs who are subscribed to my channel, at least judging by the Discord. <laughs> Some of them are worse than you I am. Have, you need to have community anime night, yay. <laughs> that would have to be on Twitch. YouTube would yeet my channel for that. Oh, Even then, Twitch is kind of... There was that thing a little while back where a lot of channels were getting in trouble because of all their old past clips they had. Yep. Where they had a bunch of... Was it because of music or something? I didn't really pay too much attention what it was. Yeah, okay. There was a, I think there was a certain label or something. Mm-hmm. They went through and DMCA'd so many fucking old videos. Jesus. And, okay, here's the thing that was shit, because uh, another couple YouTubers I've watched that also our streamers talked about this is... Twitch in their infinite wisdom when people were freaking out about their their old streams and shit getting copyright claimed because uh, Twitch has a similar kind of rule with the whole copyright thing that YouTube does where if you get a certain number of strikes you just get permit banned automatically mm-hmm. um, but unlike YouTube there's no way to fight them on Twitch if you get a ban tough tits you get the fucking you get the mark on your account and so everyone's like, oh shit, what do we do? I don't want the marks in my account. Mm-hmm. And Twitch and their infinite wisdom is like, just delete all your old recordings on there. And a bunch of people did it. I did hear that. It's like, that's not a response. Like, why are you going to throw all of your creators under the bus? Uh, I've seen a couple of people talk about this. And it's just kind of getting more reinforced by some of the objectively not very smart decisions Twitch has been making lately. Mm-hmm. Um, if only thing that has to happen is if YouTube decides to lean heavily onto the streaming aspect or platform, Twitch is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> like YouTube's true. got the, the viewer base already. They just need to be like, hey, guys, we have good stream tools now, but... Judging by what they've been doing with the studio, I, I don't expect them to do that. The YouTube, have you? I'm sure you've seen the new YouTube studio. They forced you to start or to stop using the old classic tools now. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's terrible. Well, by the time I got into this, I, I like almost I've barely ever ever seen the classic one anyway. Okay. Like I've only used the new one. So, well, uh, the one I mean by classic, I know people are going to be like, "That's not classic." There's one older than that. No, I mean like the one before that we had right now. Um, mm. The problem with the newest one is it breaks with vidIQ. There's no way to rearrange your tags by just dragging them around. You have to put uh, your tags right. in the order you want them to be in. And the right, problem yeah. with that is tag order actually matters. Which Yeah, I didn't know about that until recently. Yeah, I didn't know at the start either. But tag order matters, so now you have to write them in the order you specifically want them to be in. Otherwise, good luck. Yeah, I have to, uh... I wonder if I can write something to do that automatically. Uh, it's just a CSV no file. There's no way I'm going back through and <laughs> changing, like, 50 fucking videos tags. You, what you can do is uh, copy out the tags. It's just mm-hmm. a CSV, so just reorder it as a CSV. True. Know which tags you want to have at the end, know which ones you want to have at the front. Mm. Just paste True. it back in. Okay. That's all you have to do. Um... Do you tag your videos with your name? I do. Okay, good. Because that's something I didn't I, do at the start either. It's actually a really dumb idea not to do it. I tag them with 
So besides the things that are like real with the video specifically, mm-hmm. I tagged them with my name, my name with the subject matter specifically. Because oh. that does seem to, to help kind of. Why didn't I think of doing that? That's a good yeah, idea. So like all, all, all <laughs> of the good videos, like one of the tags is Donald Fury Golang. Why didn't I do that? That's such a good idea. <laughs> um, then I have, I, this is something that Josh told me to do. He said you would go into your analytics and look at your, I think it's reach, and see what the highest keywords are that people find your content with, and just put that one keyword in every single fucking video anyway. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is, uh, you've probably noticed that like dumb little hashtag at the end of my video titles. Yeah. That's my. That's the name of my me and my wife's LLC, Furious. Ah, uh, yeah. And. At some point, she's going to get on that bat on the content creation wagon too, and I kind of want to use that as an aggregation source between both of our content. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I wondered why you always had a hashtag at the end. Well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, we have a like a I, I just call it like a personal LLC that we use to route all of our non full time employment income through. Yeah. yeah. Which that's only her anyway, because she was the one that did like full that did like add a couple of graphic design clients. Yeah. See, my, besides my name, my top search tag is BSPWM. Weirdly enough. Yeah, I figured. I don't even do that many BSPWM videos now, but... I don't know why it's still that high, actually. I haven't done a BSPWM video, at least a proper one, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I did the window-swallowing one, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Luke, my window manager does swallow. <laughs> That I, I knew that video would go off. I thought it would go off more, but I think if I got it the day after Luke made that video, that would be my top video. That would hit like 40, 50,000 views, without a doubt. But because the scripts didn't come out for about a week or so, people have kind of forgotten about it. I th- if I did get that on time, I probably would have gotten like a big, another big boost. Probably. Either way, still a, I, I enjoyed that video, and I got a cool script out of it. I actually use that on a daily basis now. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of BSPWM, I'm, 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 I'm kind of just now starting to like use it more, I guess, some of the more advanced things you can do with it. Mm. Or not advanced, just some of, the more, some of the ways you can actually selectively uh, ratio the window splitting and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. I've been actually like that myself. For some reason, I, I never fucking looked at the SXXHKD file before. SXHKD, and, uh, yes. and I looked under, I was like, oh, you can make it split in a direction and within a certain ratio. So whenever I was doing the uh, the tutorials, I specifically split it so that like Vim took up like 70% of the top. Mm-hmm. And then like I had a, another console down below to like run commands with. Yeah. Yeah, I never looked at kind doing of, ratio splitting, but that that definitely would help for videos for sure. Yeah, like I basically it was like, oh, I can. This is basically what I would have done if I was using like Tmux. Yeah, but now I know how to do it in BSPWM. So fuck Tmux. <laughs> I've had so many people be like, hey, you should try out Tmux. You should try out Tmux. Like, is there a reason why I wanted why I would want to do that? Like, no, not really. I mean, the literally the only thing I would gain. I don't know about you. If I use Tmux, would be the the persistent 
That's what people keep telling sessions. me about it. Like persistent but, cell, it, cell sessions. Like, but I mean, unless I'm dumb and I don't know how to do this, uh, that only mattered. That would only matter to me if it like persisted through like when you turn your computer on and off. Mm-hmm. Like if it did that, okay, never mind. I might be on board actually. Yeah, but because I would use it to keep the same like tutorial layout probably. But otherwise, that- it's like good. I was going to say, there's a really good tool that you might want to look at then. There's a tool for saving your X11 session. I'm going to do a video on it soon. Okay. Basically, you can save okay. your workspace and just reload a workspace. Oh, yeah, that would be very convenient. Yeah, I'll check that out soon. Um, I might send you a link to it. But yeah, it's really, really cool. I, I think it's going to work fine under BSPWM. And if it does, that should be exactly what you're looking for with what Tmux can do, or can't do, I, I guess. It will fucking make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at my um, my analytics, and I know that one of my big traffic sources is from Tux URLs, because I don't know if you heard of this website. It's a Linux news av- aggregator. And oh, okay. apparently I'm news, so I'm one of the, the news feeds on there. <laughs> like DT, Luke, and my channel are on there, so I guess that's fair. But another one I have is from Tux Machines, and I've never heard of this website. I don't know... Tux Machines? Yeah. This... Tux Machines. I don't know what this website is. I'll bring it up on the screen. I've never heard of it before. I don't know if it's a... It seems to be some sort of blog, I guess, but... I don't know. Someone... There's also a forum on here. Are people posting my links on the forum or something? I guess so. I wouldn't know. I know on my analytics, the highest external traffic source is that uh, that dev blog site, dev.2. Ah, yeah, that'll do it. My highest external is uh, Google search. So, which is a good, really good like sign because that means I'm apparently my SEO is not terrible. I probably need to tweak that thing because my Google search is like 4% on my. <laughs> Mine's 67%, which is a really good sign. My fucking dev.2 is like 69%. 69! <laughs> well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, are you still posting your stuff over to there? I try to, yes. Okay. Especially the, go- the, the tutorial stuff, because it's, it's literally a blog for people to talk about the developer stuff. So I'm like, hey, here's a fucking video where I teach you how to not suck ass and go. Watch it. Well, early on, a lot of my stuff was coming directly from Twitter. So, like, when you're a smaller channel, it's really easy to mess around with that because, obviously, your channel's not going to appear as high in the um, the search engine. But you've got a, a fairly original-sounding name. It's not... Like, Donald... I know there's a lot of people called Donald, but Fury is, like, not a common-ish last name. Uh, the, the, the last name... Is maybe pseudo common. It's how it's spelled. That's weird. Okay, but also the furious tag, the way you're spelling that as well, that kind of makes it seem like an original thing as well. So once Google works out that it can relate furious to this sort of content, then your Google search should go up and up and up, assuming that your tagging is also being done well as well. I think the other main reason, at least with the oops, go away with the uh, the tutorial videos is. While there's not a lot of like Go or just programming tutorial videos in general, like not like a super lot, there's there's very established ones already there. Yeah. Like 
like guaranteed like on any of the shit have i made if you go look it up uh the first one or three videos are gonna be fucking brad traverses yeah because that man has squarely submitted himself as like <laughs> the fucking coding tutorial dude mm-hmm. yeah i get the reason you want to do it because as you were saying earlier because you can like add a a bit of a different approach to it but i feel like there's nothing that can really be said that hasn't already been said it's kind of just how you have to say it yep because like there is especially in a language like go go is a really popular language not as much as obviously like c or c plus plus but there's still so much that people have said about it that there's nothing original you can say you kind of just have to say it in a say it in an original way yeah Mm. Yeah. I was looking at my CTR rates on my newer videos. Oh yeah, you might definitely better than what they were. <laughs> yeah, what is it sitting at right now? Uh, well, so the average across the entire channel over the last twenty-eight days is five percent. Okay, mine's six-ish, six. I think four to six percent or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. Which, I that do. seems like it's a fairly reasonable number. I don't know of many channels that have a higher click-through ratio than that, and if you do, then I kind of feel like YouTube is trying to intentionally favor you. Like, yeah. if you have a... Like, I have videos that do have higher click-through ratios, and those are the ones that end up taking off. But if you have a click-through ratio, an average click-through of, like, 15 20%, there's something weird going on there. Because you shouldn't be getting that high. Yeah, there was, um, I forget which one it was. One of these ones that uh, has my wife's newer thumbnail on it. One of these had like 10%. Yeah. I forgot, the, which, I forgot which one it was. The one I uploaded today, that's on 10%. And that's uh, pretty normal. Actually, no, it's a, actually a really high-performing video. So my normal videos at this point of the day, which is apparently 8 hours and 44 minutes after uploading... Averagely sits around like eight, nine hundred views, but this one's at twelve hundred, so it's doing better than normal stuff is doing. But yeah, ten percent is a really good click through ratio. Um, but how many views did that video get? Uh, well, if I can find the video again, it was. I think it was that is my first go video. I did 137. Yeah, which is fairly better than most of my other videos. Yeah, judging by the fact that you have a pretty normal click through ratio, I think the problem that you're having right now is your video is just not being served up to people. Yep. When people are seeing it, they are clicking on it, but they're just not seeing it. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, I, I, I use the. Uh, I have like. I don't just have vidIQ. I have TubeBuddy ah, yeah. on too. I kind of switched name because TubeBuddy's got, I think, a better keyword search stuff. Mm. And whenever I would, whenever I would look through it, um, even with the ones that do better, like it's like the ninth or tenth video down below, you know, <laughs> everyone else's. <laughs> yeah, I I don't use TubeBuddy myself. vidIQ is my main thing, but I might start doing that and then cross compare cross compare them, I guess. But vidIQ's main, like, its creator tools, I think, are a bit better than TubeBuddy's. The only thing I like better about TubeBuddy is the Keyword Explorer. Okay, yeah, that's I fair. I think that's a better, 
But everything else, yeah, I think vidIQ is better. At least when vidIQ did let you reorder stuff, and now you can't. <laughs> that's that's one of the big things about why I used vidIQ, and then YouTube broke it, and now I can't use it anymore. But at least they did fix their scheduler with the uh, new uploader. There was a time where you could actually schedule a video to come out yesterday. <laughs> and when that happened, it just automatically went public. It didn't warn you or anything. It's just like, oh, you wanted out yesterday? Well, yesterday means now. So, public. Uh, so here's the weird thing is you can technically do that intentionally on Facebook. <laughs> it's called backdating. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was a bug. It didn't like set it to come. <laughs> it didn't set yet. the upload date as yesterday. It just automatically made it public. Oh yeah. But it's nice they have fixed that now. That was one of the things that did annoy me about the new uploader. But I still don't like it. It kind of feels like they're just giving their devs a job for no reason. It's just like we need them to do some work, fix something that isn't broken. Because it's basically the same uploader, but now it's in a floating window instead of being a separate page. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How long did it take you guys to make a fucking modal? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I did hear, um, like, occasionally the YouTube Twitter account will respond to stuff. And apparently they were saying, like, oh, if we don't rebuild the front end, there's things on the back end we can't fix. It's like... That shouldn't be how it's like, Google. If that's how your fucking your services are built... What are you fucking doing? <laughs> we can't fix the back end without modifying the front end. Piss off. That sounds like an HR answer. That wasn't it a dev who answered HR. that question. No. If a dev answered that question, he'd be like, anyone that's got a, actually knows how this shit works, so that's, that's how that no. works. If it does, you've written your software in a terrible way. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, I know what I could tell you about before we actually stop talking at some point. Mm. Um, I can tell you about the most horrible fucking thing I had to inherit on a job before. Oh, no. So, um, the company that I worked for when I got out of college, they <laughs> got bought out the same year, uh, at the very end of the year. Mm -hmm. And that company uh, had done everything for 10 years by one contractor and it was a legacy PHP code base I know. where the entire application was in like three files and one of them was this literally just called functions.php it was 340,000 lines of code <laughs> just functions what? <laughs> uh -huh. and then there was another one called like I think like dev funk and it was another like 170,000 lines of code. And I think what this was, that those were only functions that were like stuff that he could call when he was logged into the application. Uh-huh. Through like URL and stuff. But that was such a goddamn nightmare to maintain. We, my boss wrote this fucking uh, parser that read all, like took all of those functions in that one file and like split it up into like 50 separate files so there wasn't because if you loaded that file on php your a php storm your computer would freeze up yeah what would this person be editing load... it with then like probably uh notepad uh, oh yeah yeah notepad just does whatever notepad uh, uh he, he's we met the dude it used to be notepad and then at one point he switched to sublime text oh that's an upgrade 
At least you got code <laughs> highlighting now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was a he was an old school dude. Notepad. Like very old school. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with having like doing PHP with that purely like uh Notepad like, is not strong. a code editor. That's yeah, I mean there's nothing wrong with like fundamentally like the approach he was taking with his program mm-hmm. where it's just a like a a, a a structured functional based program. Yeah. But um he also didn't know what the fuck version control was. Uh, all of the releases he literally just copied the shit onto the fucking live server they had so many times where they told us about like oh yeah this shit broke and i was like how do you release it oh i just i just i he, he just ftp'd the shit on the server i was like what sensory are you all in what <laughs> okay you said he'd been working on the project for 10 years yeah Git has been out that long. Just didn't use it. And he didn't even know it was a thing. You're saying things like Subversion and like other... There are other version control systems. Nope, just none of them. Just copy and paste. Yep. Fucking hell. Now, to to his defense, part of that was not his fault. Which is... That company had the really bad habit of when they ask for something, they want it now. Right. Not a day not a day from now, not a week, right the fuck now. Because they always wait till shit's on fire to ask for something. So he was always just like scrambling to get changes done like right now. And he mm. I don't think the man ever had time to go look <laughs> up like modern tooling for his <laughs> That or or what I still kind of think, even though my boss didn't think this, which mm. is part of me thought that he was kind of doing it that way on purpose. So they have to keep him on there and keep paying him exorbitant amounts of money. Mm-hmm. That's why a COBOL dev will never suggest migrating to a newer language. <laughs> they know that, that you can't get rid of them. There's no one else mm-hmm. who can maintain this system. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. I have no basis for that thing. It's just, I know that's a thing people do. And I personally know people who've had to happen to them. So. Maybe at a subconscious level he was doing it, but sure. I don't know. Fuck, that sounds like a terrible code base to work on. I thought that what I've seen is bad. Like my the last the last terrible thing that I've had to work on was um I work on a Unity project right now. It's a VR Unity project. There's like maybe a hundred, two hundred files. Some of them aren't being used and aren't mm. being commented, and you don't know they're not being used. They're just sitting there. Uh, there's functions that aren't being used, variables that aren't being used, but the variables look like they're being used because they're being used in a set of functions. So if like a variable's not being used in most code editors or most um, IDEs, it'll just like not highlight it. Yeah. But because it's being used in the setter, it's still technically being used somewhere, except that right. setter's never being called. So it's just doing nothing. Or you have private variables that are being assigned a value and then never used, or a bunch of other stuff like this. And then there's just like weird spaghetti code around the place, and it just doesn't make any sense. But that sounds way worse than what I've dealt with. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad to be away from that, man. That should give me PTSD, dude. <laughs> but I, I think I know why you do it in one file, because there's a lot of people who complain, like, oh, PHP people tend to like abstract everything out into a file. You do like, a function, new file, 
you do this new file and you just have this hundred lines of imports before you have anything that actually does anything. Mm. So I, I get why, but 300,000 mm. lines is a little much. Like, uh, I, I liked how I found out that that's what the issue was. Cause mm. so when they hired me, they didn't really have like the funds to give me like a decent laptop. I got like a hand-me-down laptop from one of the old like middle managers or something. Mm-hmm. And it had PHP Storm on it. It ran like shit, but it had it on there. Mm-hmm. And I opened up that file, and I was like, my entire laptop literally just stopped responding. I had to go. I had to literally force it to turn off, to turn back on, because it would run out of memory trying to parse the whole file. <laughs> how big was the file? How how many bytes is in a three hundred line, a three hundred thousand line PHP file? I don't remember. I wish I still had it. The fact that you ran out of memory kind of says a lot. Well, I mean, it's not like net be- or uh, it's not like the fucking JetBrains IDs are necessarily lightweight things. That's fair. Yeah, they are pretty heavy by themselves. Um, yes. I, to be fair though, I JetBrains are my the favorite ID suite. Like, if I need to use oh, an idea, yeah, I will use JetBrains. If uh, if you have something that can you know is got enough resources to run them good, oh, they're great. Yeah. I loved when the, when the company actually gave me a decent fucking laptop. PHP Storm was great. Mm. Well, except the three hundred thousand line file. Oh no, we broke that up. So that doesn't. Oh, that was already broken up by that point. Okay. Yes. He basically what he did was he wrote something that after every certain number of functions, mm-hmm. it put it in a separate file ah. and then replaced that section that was taken out with an include. Right to the thing that was created. So you just the functions.php just had like thirty five includes the old the, the segmented function file. So don't bother working out what like if you actually need to include it, just include it. Too much work right now. We'll deal with that later. Because the fucking dude who wrote didn't even know what the shit was being used anymore. There was the reason why there was so much stuff was was he was always too afraid to get rid of old code. Oh. There was literally code in there that hadn't been used for like five years. Was there at least <laughs> documentation for it? Some of it. Okay. The newer stuff had documentation. What about the But fun- that was part of the problem is we didn't know what was still being used and what was just literally sitting there collecting dust. What about function naming? Did the function names make any sense or was it just a mess? Mostly. Okay. Mo- most of the functions were named pretty decently. The part that got confusing was, again, he didn't get rid of... He would never get rid of the old version of a function. So he literally has some functions that were like six versions of it. Yeah, I've and seen the same thing. Yeah. Always the most recent one that was being used. <laughs> At least comment some- it out. <laughs> like, if you write a new version and then realize, oh, I don't need this, I'm going to go back to the old version, surely there isn't that much time between those two points. Apparently... I quit trying to figure it out certain point that's fair i i would i'd try to do the same as well just i'm gonna deal with this job i'll find a, a different job later yep pretty much oh lord that sounds like lots of fun part of the part of the many reasons why i i honestly i love development work i love doing programming but i i don't know if i want to do it as a career i feel like that, i mean that, yeah I, having having that as a job i think almost single-handedly killed my interest in this shit mm-hmm um, it wasn't until I broke it all, I, I, I walked away from it and started tinkering around when I had to, like, do the FFmpeg and scripts. I was like, wow, this is actually fun again. Mm. Yeah, this, I feel the same way. Like, when I did my React job, I loved React at the start. And then, 
four months later, after doing 20 hours a week of React, it's like, I don't want to see this anymore. I hate React now. I'm over this now. And that, I was in a good situation where I was the only dev on the team. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened was my responsibility. I can't even imagine trying to deal with other people doing stuff. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, no. I, I got to tell you another funny bit about that, which was... Um, so we took his his code, right? Mm-hmm. And we were trying to refactor to at least make it something resembling something maintainable. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there was still stuff that the other, that like the middle and upper management needed. Yeah. So at some point, there was basically like a split where we had our slightly refactored version that was kind of more maintainable. Mm-hmm. And then he was still making changes on a uh, completely separate version of the code to still support some of these random requests. And it was just like, we didn't, sometimes we had to keep looking to see what he had done to mirror it back over to what we had did. I was like, this, this, this fuck, man. I'm so fucking over this shit. Even having a version control system isn't going to help at that point because you have such a different file structure. So it doesn't matter. It's not going to work anyway. And it wouldn't matter anyway because after we told him, he still didn't use it. Oh, Lord. He, he was very set in his ways. Like he was like, I don't need this yet. I I can excuse it with like, uh, I think up until like third year at uni, there are a lot of people who didn't use version control. But to be fair, we didn't learn about Git until second year. Fine, yeah. but there comes a point where you just have to learn it, whether you like it or yeah. not. Just learn it and use it. Here's a good question. Uh... Have you had to do any interesting projects while you've been at uni? Um, let's see. My honest, well, honestly, my honors project is probably the most interesting thing I've done. Mm. And that's a uh, VR data visualization tool. Mm, which okay, is now long- that thing you're working on? Yeah, which is now longer VR. Uh, isn't, now no longer VR. Now it's going to be a multi-touch data visualization tool, which... Hmm. It's fine. VR is basically how you control the camera. It doesn't really affect most of the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But apart from that, actually, my the, the dev job I did do, it was it was with the uni, so I guess we can count this. Um, yeah. I was building basically a front end for a bunch of farming sensors. So mm-hmm. on like a farm, you'd have things like water sensors and other sorts of sensors. Basically, I was building a mm-hmm. front end to collate all of that data pretty much and that was okay, that was a yeah. lot of fun at least while i didn't hate react once it got to the end of it that was cool because i was like this is the complete product that's awesome mm. the start was awesome everything in between i hated this sucks <laughs> i didn't hate there was days when i loved it and days when i hated it like when i was mm. when i was doing stuff like okay well we're gonna make a page today and then another page and then another page and another page those are the days that like, kind of sucked. But then when it was stuff like, okay, well, how am I gonna, how am I gonna take in this JSON file and then construct a table out of this and then create a way to make the table sortable by the different attributes in the table? Stuff like that. That was fun. Mm. But yeah. when it's just like the boilerplate and there's a lot of boilerplate in React, mm-hmm. no, 
But as for like actual uni projects, I don't really think there was anything I could really say was that fun at uni. The only, the only one that I did that I made fun mm-hmm. was, so most of our projects we did in the first two years were just like uh, games they had us basically yeah. make. Um, and the one that I actually had fun with, mostly because I also had two teammates that are actually fucking competent, was uh, we had to basically, so uh, I don't know if this is even a, a game in uh, Down Under. You know what Connect 4 is? Yeah, yeah, I know what Connect 4 okay. is. Okay. Uh, We're not so that we had to basically. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what is over there and what's down here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, we had to basically make Connect 4 but it was five and the board wrapped. Uh-huh. Uh, so the two the two teammates basically did the whole actual like game logic for like having the AI move and how the game actually worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and keep in mind, the first two years that we were at uni, we basically did everything in Java. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did so the same I was thing. left with I was left with the uh, like the user interface. So I was like, hmm, how can I make this fun? And I've realized, I looked at the, the Connect 5 board, and I was like, you know what this looks like? This looks like the password screen from Mega Man X. I think the entire game after Mega Man X. Oh, that's awesome. So all of the individual cells were the little password screen with the little, like, whoop, the little, I forget what they're called now, the little, the little metal hat things. Mm-hmm. And when you the game started, um, you were always Mega Man standing on a pedestal on the bottom left. And then one of the eight random bosses was picked for the bottom right. And whoever's turn it was, they would do like a little idle animation. And when you pick the move, they would do like a little tack animation. And then whatever boss that you were facing, face, facing as, it played that boss's like level theme music. And if you won, they 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 died. It did like the the like the you beat the the, the victory theme. Like, and then if you lost, uh, you did the X's death animation and played like the. Bear, 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 bear. Yeah, that's actually really cool. And that reminded me of. Just that actually did remind me of the actual cool project I did do. I I did think of I was trying to think of anything that I did that was even remotely interesting. Um, I did an Android development course last year, and we made a mm-hmm. twin stick shooter. And um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun because. Dealing with Android development is very different to doing desktop stuff because on Android you obviously have very, very limited hardware, especially if you want to support older devices. Um, whereas with on a computer, you can just like use 8 gigs of RAM, eh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, particle system takes way too long to render, eh, it's a computer, doesn't matter. On a phone though, <laughs> if you try to do that and you let the garbage collector run, the garbage collector will kill you. Um <laughs> But we actually, we basically what we had, um, it was a twin stick shooter in like a fast food restaurant and you'd mm-hmm. be like fighting, you'd be fighting like basically the ingredients and the, like the big boss we had was basically a Karen. <laughs> and that, I found that to be a lot of fun to do. <laughs> Sadly, we didn't ever get Karen's boyfriend into the game. We didn't, we ran out of time for that one, but... <laughs> and we had a guy on the team who was um he was a a really good artist and he'd done some 2D animation before and hmm. the game looked way better than it should because every other nice. game it was like kind of makeshift art because everyone was like kind of devs and didn't really have the artistic talent but hmm. our one game it looked like we just put it on Steam 
<laughs> nice. The game didn't Maybe play like should. it should be on Steam. Like, but... like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking of actually continuing and actually making a proper game, but then I don't know. We had a had like everyone kind of got busy and had to go their own ways and do their own stuff. But yeah, I understand that. What do you got there? I was just looking up something real fast while you're doing that. Okay, what you got? I can hear something clicky. Uh, it's a red dragon. Oh, yeah. The it's... AK budget mechanical keyboard. Yeah, you wanted the mechanical keyboard and you didn't want to spend any money on it. Nope. How much is the red dragon? Like 35 bucks. Jeez. Something like that. If, if that, I forget. Yeah, I'm using a... Uh... It's a scissor switch keyboard, which bothers a lot of people. It's a Cougar Vantar. I love looks my, nice. my I love my scissor switches. My wife has a uh, Razor Black Widow mm -hmm. Tournament Edition. I think it's what it's ah, called. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't have anything else you want to say, we're getting pretty up there in length. I don't know how long we've been going for. It feels like it's been a while, though. I know we started about just at 10.30. So it's been about... If you're not counting the little uh, technical issue, it's been about four hours. Fuck, has it been? Or three and a half. Okay. Sorry, three and a half. Yeah, okay. Jesus. I, it's been a while, at least. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you've watched the end of the podcast before, but I usually like to do a shout-out of some random channel that you're interested in right now. Whether it be on library, YouTube, anything that you're interested in right now. Probably that one guy I talked about a couple of times named Devin Nash. Uh, He's really good. How do you spell his name? Uh, D-E-V-I-N mm -hmm. for Devin. And then Nash is N-A-S-H. Okay, yeah. I, I found someone called Devin Nash. I wasn't how sure if it was a, uh, his video started playing. I wasn't sure if it was someone else called Devin Nash. Uh, is his, um, his banner, Don't Wish For It, Work For It? Yes. Yeah, okay. 71k subs. Okay, yeah. If, you, if you're wanting to get into like content creation and maybe mo it may most talks about streaming, but a lot of the stuff he says is kind of applicable for you wanting to be a content creator in general. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of good info. His his entire shtick is he just can he just constantly does analysis about like the industry and what you can can't do to build yourself up. Mm -hmm. I might check some of this out. Some of it actually seems like pretty awesome content. Like we've got the science of YouTube growth explained by marketing experts or yep. uh, what's something else in here? How to get, uh, does restreaming grow your stream or things like this? I watched that one a few times. <laughs> Twitch's DMCA problem explained. Okay, yeah, I'll check this out. It seems like a pretty awesome channel. Okay. As no other of is another another kind of like more streamer oriented mm -hmm. uh channel is is uh it's called alpha gaming oh, you you briefly mentioned that one before didn't you yeah he it, it, that was the guy that i think Devin nash was talking to that alpha was like no i don't like restreaming it it, it diminishes your brand and oh, then like, if it, if you, got five, you got five viewers you don't have a <laughs> you don't have a brand yet i have seen this guy plenty of times before i think um what did I watch from him? I think maybe it might have been something about doing my OBS filters. Mm -hmm. Like my camera filters. 
because early on, really yes. Sorry, he does a lot of really good equipment videos. Mm-hmm. I think maybe also might have seen something about lighting or cameras from him early on. Yeah, I've definitely seen this channel before. This is a really good channel. I can, I can definitely back this one up as well. <laughs> it gets the it gets the brownie robbers and the seal of approval. Yeah, I'm sure he I'm sure he needs it. He has three hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, let's see. As for myself. What do we have in my subscriptions? I don't bother to plan out this section. I kind of just let it happen. Um, what do we have on here? I don't actually have library open. I probably should. I probably should have opened that up. Let's see what we have on that I'm watching on library right now. Actually, no, that's... Yeah, we'll do that one. That works. Um, I briefly mentioned him earlier. I'll send you a link to his thing as well. Uh, I'll go to his website, actually. That'll be better. Did he update his SSL certificate? No, he didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I told him on uh, Twitter that... So, the guy I'm talking about is Bonehead Media. Um, <clears throat> and on Chromium, it seems like his SSL certificate is just not working. Mm, okay. <laughs> Which, you know, isn't good. Um... But he runs a another podcast. He has actually two podcasts. One of them is I think it's called Truckin' Nuts, where he talks where he talks about being a trucker. And the other one is uh, the self-hosted podcast, where he sort of does a lot of the same stuff I do, but much I guess more short form, where it's sort of about mm. one topic. Uh, the latest one he did was called uh, Parlor.com is not free speech. Hmm. Okay. And yeah, I'll send you a link to his stuff if you want to check it out. Sure thing. And I will probably send him a message on Twitter because I've been I DM'd him a little bit and see if he wants to come mm. on the show because he's a cool dude and he makes cool content. Yeah, I like I like his thumbnails. Simple but good. They are very very simple. That's for sure. <laughs> Maybe a bit too simple. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really talk. My thumbnails are a mess as well, so... <laughs> I'm, playing, I'm not saying shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't even make your own thumbnails. You just have someone make them for you. And they're way better than... They're way better than I could ever possibly hope to do. Maybe I, I would put in the effort to do it, but as I said, as we were talking about earlier, I don't think I, the face thumbnails would really work for me. You, you can pull it off really well, but it just feels weird if I was to try to do that because it would be like kind of forced for me. <laughs> you have to like make your face like uh, make an expression, please. Yeah, like this. This is pretty much the most expressive I get. <laughs> Anything more than that is just nope, not happening. So for me, it would just be like, <laughs> which it feels weird for me. I yeah. I, I I think you should try one just to do it because the fact that you don't do it makes it kind of look funnier. Because it's because it's like. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll see what happens. I don't know. Do it for a, do it for vlog videos. Mm. Actually, that's not the worst idea. Yeah, because like the the vlog videos, I'm always unsure about what to actually do with them. Like with the thumbnail, I mean, because with my like with the software showcase, I can like show the software show. I can actually show the software, mm-hmm. but for like a vlog, don't. I kind of have to find something else. What do you? What's off to the side? It should- 
Just shove your fuzzy face over there, man. Oh, uh, cat's over there. <laughs> yeah. Just being a fucking brat. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's... This has been a fun podcast. This is really fun, man. You're welcome back on the show whenever. Um, I will, you invite me back on, I'll come back on. Awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully your channel starts taking off and you don't have to go work a real job. I don't like real jobs either. They're kind of shit. Gross. <laughs> but I actually, I didn't. I didn't think we really touched on that. Before we end off, what is your plan at this point? You said you're probably going to go get a real job soon. Possibly. Mm. Uh, so the experience that I'm gaining from doing the YouTube tutorial videos. Mm-hmm. I want to use that to make a actual kind of more comprehensive, like go from zero to can make things mm-hmm. uh, in a course. Um, not sure if I'll sell it yet because uh, I don't know if I'd have time to do it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm contemplating whether I actually want to shill stuff to sell it or if I want to do the other approach, which is uh, I, there's not really like a term for it. It's called monetizing free content but mm-hmm. basically you just put out so much free shit people just want to give you money back anyway yeah well, that's my yeah. approach pretty much yeah yeah so hopefully it goes well uh i, I don't i wish i had a bigger platform where i could just boost you up but there's not really much i can do to help that out um but i can at least Say, go check out Donald's channel. Um, do you have anything you want to to shout out? Besides your channel, obviously. Uh, besides my channel? Yeah. Uh, we can I have shout a out Discord. If you want. If, if you want to join the Discord, because there's like five fucking people in it. <laughs> um, if you go to any of my videos, there's a link to it in the description. I would gladly take suggestions, especially if they're tutorial stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got a Twitter account uh, and a Parler account and all of that stuff. I'll link it all down below. Yeah, yeah uh, every uh, I think the Parler the Parler was not in there yet, but oh, all oh, of my yeah. videos have links to all that stuff okay. in any of my videos. Just easy to go check your channel out. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. As for me, I think we will end it there. But before we go, I'd like to thank my patrons. A special thank you to Joachim, Nathan, Craig. Uh, wait. No, Joachim Craig, <laughs> I got it in the wrong order. Joachim Craig, Nathan, Andrew, Peter Lee, Road, Tony, Donald, this guy, and Silver. Yeah, I didn't actually mention that you're one of my patrons. The cheap one, but yes. Yeah, well, still patron. Any money is more than zero dollars, so. That's true. As all, uh, yeah, thank you for that, by the way. I've never actually. I said something on Patreon right at the start, but I never actually properly thanked you for it. That's fine, man. Like, you it, make good stuff. It's I sure it's only two dollars a month, but you don't have to be giving me two dollars. You could be giving anyone else the two dollars. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that. You're welcome, man. So yeah, also go remember to check out my Amazon affiliate links if you want to buy some stuff and support the content. If you don't want to directly donate, that's honestly the easiest way to do it. If you like, it, not just my content. If there's any creators out there that you want to support that. You, but you don't feel like directly giving them money because you don't have extra money, use the Amazon affiliate links and they'll just get a bit of a kickback from it. And it's no extra money for you and it's, it's just basically free money for the creators you like. So go do that. For me, for anyone else you want to support. Um, 
I would say if you get an Amazon link, but the problem is they shut down the account if you don't get a sale within like six months or something. And that's the only problem with yeah. it. I'm actually coming up on like the 60 day thing where it's like, hey, if you don't make a sale in 60 days, fuck you. Oh, you do time. have an account, do you? I do. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone go buy from Donald's thing. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do fun. <laughs> maybe I'll buy something. I'll buy like, I don't know, a packet of Tic Tacs or something. But I don't, I don't know what the shipping for a packet of Tic Tacs from the US would be like. Probably pretty high. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. Also, I have other things. Uh, my Twitter, Paola, all that stuff. Check out this podcast on Library and also on YouTube. If you're watching the audio version, if you're on the audio version, the podcast is available on... There's a cat on the screen now. The podcast is available on... Library and YouTube, main channel, pretty much anywhere you, any of those, plus also BitChute and BitTube and other stuff. It'll all be linked down below. Too much hassle to say it all. I've got too many platforms now. And there's going to be more when I eventually get onto PeerTube. So I might have to find some different way to say everything. Maybe I'll have icons on the screen or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. Go, uh, go get animations done on Fiverr for like five bucks. It's a good point. <laughs> Maybe that's how I should have got my art done. I got one of my mates to do my art. Mm-hmm. It's good art, but if I got it done on Fiverr, I could either get really shit art for fi- for like maybe five dollars or a bit more, or get really good art. Does 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 that dude know how to make like little simple animations? Uh, no, he's just a still artist. Mm, okay. But hey, if I got to the point where I was making enough for my videos, I'll just pay Fiverr people to just make thumbnails for me. <laughs> And then, and then you can make this. I actually like those videos where people be like, "I paid three artists different prices to make me things. And this is what I got." I actually like those videos. Yeah, a there's a funny. there's a podcast in Australia um, called The Cold Ones, um, mm-hmm. and they they keep doing like all of their new shirts. They've got like their main shirt line where they have like good artists, but then they'll bring in like random other shirts. They'll get really drunk and just pay for the dumbest shit on Fiverr. And just see what they get back. And they get so drunk they don't remember it by the time the orders actually show up. And they're just like, what is this? <laughs> and I, one of the shirts they got was like, honk if you're a trucker and a gamer. <laughs> and it was surprisingly good. That was the worst part about it. It was well designed. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. We could probably keep going about that for hours. But it's... I don't know how long the show's been. I'll check it afterwards, but I reckon it's, it's got to be getting on four hours now. So, yep. how do you want to sign off the podcast? Uh, I'm going to do my tagline. You can do your tagline. Do you have a tagline? What, at the end of my videos? Yeah. I usually just... I'm out. Yeah, you can use like the, I do like the... Y'all come on back now. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I've actually not watched the end of one of your videos before. Bro. Yeah, I know. I, prob- I probably should give you a bit of extra watch time. Anyway, I'm out.